and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over social media, television, wherever you're looking at any kind of information that we got a whole lot going on. Thank y'all again for joining. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. We're talking about quite a lot tonight of your man, Ron DeSantis has been destroying Joe Biden for the past few days and weeks, months really, since he's been probably the best leader in the country without being the actual leader of the country. Speaking about Ron DeSantis, not Joe Biden, of course. Barack Obama had an action-packed, crowded, celebrity-filled birthday bash talking about, oh, I'm gonna scale it back. Well, I'll show you some pictures of this so-called scaling back and you tell me if he scaled back or not. Also, shout out to the veteran shop owner out there in Washington State. I think it's uh, somewhere closer to the coast, not quite Freeattle, probably about an hour and a half, two hours away from Freeattle. But some of that Freeattle nonsense made its way over to um, the far western part of Washington State. We'll talk about that also. Corey Bush talking about, hey, we're going to defund the police, but give me private security. How does that make any sense? You're going to defund public security, but you're going to give yourself private security, but you're going to be the kind of person that's against private property. How does that make any sense? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for joining. You could be almost anywhere, but you're right here with me. And I thank you for that. We got a whole lot going on. There, there's a lot to discuss tonight, and I'm I'm glad to get into it. I'm not really sure where to start. I guess the first thing, y'all know I got to give a shout out to my sponsors because, you know, they they always uh, been there to support me through demonetization or whatever it is. They've been there to help me. So, of course, I got to shout out myself, um, anthonyblogan.com. You can find everything about me on my website. I have my email, my snail mail, all my social media accounts. Um, original articles that I write with sources in each. That's one thing about me. Anybody can say anything about me. They can attack me for whatever. That's fine. Great. I'll be that. But how about this? What someone can't call me is a liar. Call me whatever you want, but you can't call me a liar. I have evidence for the things that I say. So again, anthonyblogan.com. Everything's right there. And of course, ablmerch.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff. We got quite a few of these left, probably about uh, 30 or 40 left out of a few hundred that I had originally. I might re-up on them if they do pretty well in, in the next couple of weeks here, but I got a few more of these and quite a few more hats. Well, pardon me, I got I got these. I got these all day, but I also have the USA hats. I forgot what I had that hat on right now because, hey, it, it's like that sometimes. But I got quite a few of those USA hats left, and I got these all day because these will get made when you order. So, also, shout out to BHEDesigns.com for the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are behind me. Get ones that are just like that or your very own through the link in the description box. Um, go to Mr1920.com for beautiful handmade soaps. That's right, soaps. If you're going to 7-Eleven and getting some soap from the front of the counter right next to the chapstick and the hot dogs. You're not doing it right. Go to Mr. 1920.com, get some real soap. Also, um, 
PatriotPost.us, a real deal source of news and information. Conservative right here in Tennessee, been around for 25, 30 years, longstanding, well-respected, locally and nationally. PatriotPost.us, check them out. And shout out to the whole team over there. Really good guys, a lot of good guys that write for them. A lot of good guys that support the entire website, PatriotPost.us. Good people. All right. And, yeah, shout out to Larry Elder. I think Larry Elder has a decent chance, but it still remains to be seen. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Gavin because, understand, the way the recall election is going to work is um, there's going to be two questions. The first question would be, should Gavin Newsom be recalled? That's the first question. If you're able to get the majority of voters to say yes on that question, then the next question is, who should be the governor? Now, if they're successful on the first one, which I think they will be, because I think the effort to recall Gavin Newsom is bipartisan. You know, a, lot, a lot of left-wing people out there that don't even like any conservatives hate Gavin Newsom, so I think the effort to get him out will be successful. The question is, who's going to be there to be a successor? It's going to be hard. You know, Larry Elder has a good chance, but he's a conservative guy. And do conservatives have a good chance in California to win an election to, to become the governor? I don't know. But if anyone has a chance, I think it's Larry Elder. Um, Big Bruce, Caitlin is off in Australia from the reality show. You're not really being serious. Uh, you know, I mean, you're trying to get more popularity, in my opinion. Speaking about Bruce Jinder, I mean, Caitlin Jinder, Der, whatever. Um, who else? Meet Kevin. I, I watch Meet Kevin sometimes, but he has no chance. I don't think anybody else has a chance. And I think it's going to be a difficult chance for Larry Elder because you got to get past that first hurdle, which is getting Gavin Newsom actually recalled. See, the the recall effort has not concluded yet. The recall effort has just begun. We're only at this stage of trying to get him out. The ballot's going to say, should he be recalled? He has not been recalled yet. The vote to get a recall is about to happen. So we'll see what happens uh, come election time, uh, come recall election time. Hopefully you're able to get Gavin Newsom out and Larry Elder in. But you know what? The thing about California is that it's so far gone. Would Larry Elder make a tremendous difference? He would make a difference, but when you have the attorney general, all these people like from top to bottom in California doing some of the most crazy things. I mean, it's hard to make a dent in that type of situation. Okay. You got, what, what's the man? Is it, is it Garcetti? I'm not sure who the mayor of Los Angeles is, but you had the mayor of Los Angeles, mayor of San Francisco, you know, the, and, and speaking of what I was saying earlier, this whole defund the police kerfuffle, um, <laughs> You know, I can talk about Corey Bush and what she did. I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the mayor of San Francisco, London Bree, black woman now, allegedly, is a proponent of defund the police. She is so much a proponent of defund the police that I saw a heroin addict prepare a needle in front of her in broad daylight on camera, and she didn't do anything. She didn't even say anything. She looked dead in his face. I'm talking about, like, if the dude was right here, get ready to shoot his drugs, white dude, of course, in San Francisco, and she was to be right here, like, and they, 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 they're that close, 
She looked dead in his eyes as he had a needle like this. Get ready to shoot it. On camera, broad daylight with police right there. So not only are you not going to fund the police, even if you did have the police funded, you wouldn't follow any laws. I guess it's okay to shoot heroin, smoke crack, smoke meth in San Francisco. I guess it's no big deal just to be a stone-cold drug addict. As you guys see, there's a big, quote-unquote, homeless encampment right next to a... Um, a school in, I think it's free out of Washington. And it's like, it's, it's growing. It's like mold or something like that on some bread. You understand? Get, getting close to the good bread, which is a school. And it's, you know, and, and they have a camera in the area and they're showing what's going on. And um, <laughs> the, the camera showed somebody had a katana or something like that right next to their tent. So people talking about, oh, they're homeless. It didn't do anything. Leave him alone. All right. Well, what you going to do with that man's katana? You, you got a whole blade right next to the tent right outside the school. That's very dangerous. But I digress. The whole point is that they, these left coast people, these liberal people all over the U.S., not just the left coast. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to get them back on track, especially on the left coast, especially in California, so Larry Elder, if he's able to get in there, he has an uphill battle to fight. Just becoming the governor would be one piece of the equation. It wouldn't be the end by any stretch of the imagination. You're dealing with these crazy DAs, prosecutors that refuse to actually lock criminals up. The police can be funded. The police can do whatever. But it's like, all right, if you're out there arresting criminals for violent crime, drug offenses, you know, uh, being in the country illegally, things like that, and they don't get punished, it's like, what's the purpose? Might as well not even do it. And they're talking about mandates, vaccine mandates for police. And I saw a letter, I think it was um, from San Fran, and I think the letter from the police union, or it might have been a Facebook post, and they're talking about, hey, there's going to be, there's a potential at least for mass and mass exodus of officers beyond what's already happened. A lot of guys and girls that say, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not going to do with it anymore. I'm going to go sell cars. I'm going to go do something. Try to figure it out for myself. Be a social media influencer. Do something, right? Because what's the point of being a police officer when I'm being defunded, when I can't even defend myself? And if I do, I'm somehow the villain. I'm somehow the bad guy, right? But with stuff like that going on, it's like, what, what can you really do? Not, not a whole lot. People are quitting as a result of that. And then they're talking about mandates. That's going to take them over the edge and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. So it's a whole lot going on with the police and the left coast all over the country. So hopefully Larry Elder is able to do a good job. Now, back to what I was saying about um, this whole defunding thing and the hypocrisy behind it and the weird stuff behind it. Corey Bush. Now, you guys may have seen Corey Bush a lot over the past few days, maybe weeks. I mean, she's kind of been kicking around for a little bit. I think she just became a congressman, woman, person, whatever the correct pronouns are. Don't really care, but it is what it is. So she became a congressperson recently from St. Louis. The, the funniest comment I saw is that somebody said, Waffle House is missing a waitress. That took me completely out of here, but I digress. So you may have seen Miss Bush protesting on the steps of the Capitol, sleeping out there, right? Matter of fact, can I pull it up? Give me one second here. Um, 
I'm going I'm to go ahead and pull that up. There we go. Perfect. Right on time. But she had this whole protest. And, and the protest was weird because it's like, okay, what is this? Am I, am I seeing a commercial for some cookies and snacks and whatnot? So, yeah, this, this is her right here. I'll turn the sound off. I'm going to just play the video. That's her right there. You know, faking, crying. It's like, come on. You look like you used to play football for the St. Louis Rams. Back when they had Marshall Falk, you were the third string linebacker. You were the fullback. Please stop it. <laughs> okay, please stop it. You were on the Rams. You, you were on the, the, the team when, where Kurt Warner was going all over the place. You were on that squad back then. All right, you look like a whole a retired NFL football player. You're not going to cry to you. You're hard as a rock. All right, but anyway, you've seen her a lot over the past few days, weeks, and months. Now, she recently came out and was really animated about having private security to the tune of $70,000, while at the same time talking about she wants to defund the police. How does that make any sense? As a matter of fact, I have an extended video. I was kind of upset at myself I didn't get the full video. Let's, let's see. I understand. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the, the full one. Um, matter of fact, hold on. Give me one second. I know I have that video somewhere. I'm going to find it. But to get back to it, oh, it's over here. There, there we go. Let's, let's find this. But um, so Corey Bush, $70,000 and wants to defund the police. Like I said before, she's part of the JV squad. Because, you know, the squad, that's AOC, Ilhan Omar, um, and the other lady, well, Ayanna Presley, and then uh, Rashida Tlaib. That's the actual squad. Jamal Bowman and Corey Bush, that's the JV squad. That's the people that aren't really part of the big squad, but they still have the same ideas. They, they still want to go full communism. They still want to go full Bernie Sanders. Don't really know why, aside from the whole money thing and ignorance, but it is what it is. She's a big favor, a, a big um, proponent of defunding the police. But um, when it comes to her, it's different. Okay, I, I found I found the video. Hold on, let's let's get to it. That you spent roughly seventy thousand. Oh, perfect! I, I had I, I had a perfect seeking on a YouTube video. Perfect. Let's play it right quick. I want you guys to hear this because I played some of the video. In my video, I did about her, but here's an extended version of that, so you can see the 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 audacity, the 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 unmitigated gall that she came to the table with when she was trying to defend this obvious hypocrisy. You got private security for yourself, but you wanted to fund the police to provide some form of security for the regular, average, everyday normal that cannot afford seventy grand for a personal bodyguard. From the moratorium, uh, you faced some criticism in recent weeks over your push to uh, defund the police. Um, the campaign records show that you spent roughly seventy thousand yeah. dollars on private security, and some critics say um, that move is hypocritical. Um, yeah. What's your response to those critics? They would rather I die. You would rather me die. Is that what you? I mean, I'm not saying it. You said it. I would. I would never say nothing like that because I'm a responsible man. But you said it, so. I mean, it's whatever. You want to see? You want to see me die? 
you know, because that could be the alternative. So either I spent $70,000 on private security over the last few months, and I'm here standing, here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people from being evicted, or I could possibly have a death attempt on my life. And we're also talking about the same exact people who say horrible things about me, who lie to get to, to build up their base. And then because they lie about me, I receive death threats. Mm. Now, they don't address the. Let's pause right there. Now, I don't condone any kind of death threats, obviously. I don't condone that in any kind of way, form or fashion, period, point blank. However... If we just take it down a notch and get away from the extremes, if people don't like what you're saying, if people have a problem with what you're saying and they want to address you in a harsh way, is it because of lies or is it because of things like this? The obvious hypocrisy, the dangerous policies, the ridiculous brain dead policies. Maybe that's the reason why this is the way it is. Oh, and if you're wondering, this video is on CBS News on their official YouTube page. The like to dislike ratio is pretty good. It has about 63,000 views and 845 dislikes and 163 likes. So pretty good. Pretty good like, like uh, dislike to like ratio. The fact that I receive death threats after they go on air and say horrible things about me. But then they want to say, oh, but she wants, she needs private security. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security because they, the white supremacist, oh. racist narrative mm. that they drive mm. into this country, the fact that they don't care that this black woman that has put her life on the line, they can't match my energy, first of all. This black woman who's, who who's puts her life... Your energy? What kind of energy is this? Uh, uh, but I don't want to... Okay, let's, let's keep on on the line they don't care that my that i could be taken out of here they actually probably are okay with that but this is the thing i won't let them get that off you can't get that off i'm going to make sure i have security because i know i have had attempts on my life and i have too much work to do there are too many people um just, just so you know this is a u.s house rep a u.s house rep a lawmaker a lawmaker she is paid for by your taxpayer dollars how does that feel to know that does it feel good? Uh, it does not feel good to me. People that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you should have said something that was hypocritical right there. You said that you need private security. Why? Because uh, if you don't, then you're just going to die. And you don't want to, you can't die. You, your body's got to be here. You got to do things for, it's for your safety, right? Okay. So you want to have private security for your safety, but then you want to defund the police and put that money into social programs for the safety of regular normies. So how about you put that, private security money into social programs for your own safety. What makes you better than me? Oh, I forgot. It's a rhetorical question, you know, because I know the answer to this question. You think you're better than all of us because of who you are. You're Corey Bush, U.S. House rep. I'm important. You're not. I'm part of the political elite. You're not. 
you're a peasant, you're a peon, and I'm a big dog. That's kind of what's going on right here. Okay, I get it. Let's continue. What other, what other occupation can do work that's out of their scope and still be propped up to do work that's out of their scope? As huh? Explain that. Let, say it one more time for me. Can, let's, can, we, can we rewind? I mean, are we going to see hear anything different? I don't know, but I want you to hear it one more time because you didn't hear it. Save lives. What other, what other occupation can do work that's out of their scope and still be propped up to do work that's out of their scope? As a nurse, I can't be the surgeon too. You don't want me being your surgeon and I'm the nurse. At what point do we pay police to be social workers? No. Well, I mean, at a certain point, do you pay social workers to go out there and fight 800 pound crackheads on PCP? They got a strength of uh, the Incredible Hulk in real life, in real life, that have no problem killing everybody in the building, including themselves. Is that what they get paid for? Or do we pay officers to go into dangerous environments every single day for next to no money? Like, let's just, you know, understand what their assignment is. No, we don't. How do they get to be social workers? So what I'm saying is you do your job. Let the people who are who um, have gone to school with a particular skill set do theirs. Neither defunding the police and being able to have security because because those same folks are causing it. It's two totally different things. And the other and this is my last point on this. If I have actual police officers who have threatened my life. Tell me about that. Tell me. OK, so basically. The cops are bad. All cops are bad. Police are bad. I'm going to have private security. I'm going to have my own thing aside from this over here. Okay. You're going to pollute the schools with critical race theory and all kind of LGBTQ, elemental P, X, Y, and Z stuff. You'll do that for the normies, for, for the peasants like myself and everybody else. You'll do that for them. But for you, oh, your kids go to private schools. Very nice. Maybe even the homeschool, homeschool community. Uh, rather than dealing with the police because they're so bad and racist, I have my own private security. See, what, what we're seeing right now is a class system, a caste system developing. And it's really just kind of two ways. Either you are with the political elite or you're not. And if you have money, you might be able to kind of finagle it a little bit. But for the most part, that's going to be how it is. So, yeah, shout out to the um, <laughs> overblown uh, Waffle House waitress for becoming a U.S. house rep. No different than the bo bodega lady, AOC. Not even bodega. You're talking about like um, Corner Diner in Manhattan, like Alicia Keys and You'll Know My Name video, like that. That's AOC. Okay. That's pretty much what we have going on. People that have no business being in government, being lawmakers, are in government and they're lawmakers. And it's not even like it, they're just kind of there and they do nothing. Remember when AOC stopped Amazon from coming to New York city, uh, billions of dollars, thousands of jobs gone. Oh, they're not paying taxes. Please stop. Stop the nonsense. This is spoken like a person who has no idea what's going on. You have two options. Either you get the money in the jobs or you don't. It's simple. The tax benefit, the, the tax break is irrelevant. What's most important is the money in the jobs, not are they paying this amount of money in taxes? Because you can, in your efforts to get the tax revenue, you get no revenue. It's dumb. It's stupid thinking. 
every city all over the country was pro was not protesting, was competing to get those jobs. All over the country, they were competing to get those jobs. And you just ran them off like that? It was crazy. All right. Diane B says, most Waffle House, most Waffle House waitresses are nice. Waffle House waitresses, yes. But, like, how about, like, a, um, it, it depends on where you are. It, it depends on where you are. If, if you go to a decent area, you get a nice waitress. But if you go into, like, some of these little hole-in-the-wall spots, 2 o'clock in the morning, you might get one of them, them gangster booze that pull a pistol on you. But I'll move on. Yeah, and the, and the homicide rate in St. Louis, I think she needs to focus more on the city of St. Louis and what's happening there because that's where she's from, right? That's where she got elected from. And that, that should be her focus rather than trying to do things like this. But hey, what what do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet talking. I'm not really part of the political elite, I presume. All right. And thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, give the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got a whole lot more to discuss tonight. We'll get to the calls a little bit later. So y'all just hang tight. Now, shout out to my man, my spirit animal, the veteran shop owner out there in Washington State. Now, here's what happened. So the shop owner, 78-year-old Vietnam veteran, has a, a Star Wars memorabilia shop. I guess it's a pretty cool store, been around for a while. I'm not really sure all the ins and outs and outs and ends of the business. How much money he makes or whatever, I don't know. But he has a shop out there in Washington State. And then one of these, you know, Lowell Herbert-looking, Tim Tebow-looking, big net NFL football player-looking people that identifies as transgender, who was also a city council person, went into the store and saw an offensive sign. Now, the sign was really a nothing burger. It, it wasn't, you know, I'm not going to say what it said. Basically, it was like, hey, if you were born with X, Y, and Z, then you're not a woman. And you could just put two and two together, use imagination, figure it out. But we got the babies watching, so I can't say exactly what it said. But if you saw the video, you pretty much know what I'm talking about. So people that came to the store, for the most part, like the sign, took pictures of it. It's funny. It's just a joke, right? I remember back in the day, it used to be a joke, and it wasn't really a big deal. But, you know, things change. Things change, and one person got extremely upset at this particular sign. And if you are eating any kind of food, if you got people that might kind of get scared, I'm giving you a trigger warning right now because... I'm going to show you the person's face, just, just their face, nothing, nothing weird, nothing, you know, that's beyond PG rated. But I'm saying if you ever seen a horror movie and you had nightmares from that, you might not want to see this next slide, you know, cause I understand how that is. You might watch a crazy horror movie and your dreams never be the same again. So I'm giving you a trigger warning right now. What I'm going to do is put a picture of the person on the screen. That's them right there. And I think their name is Tiesa Mekis. Some, I don't know. One of these ethnic names for a regular white guy. But that's them right there. Now, I'm not really sure who thinks this is like the, the wave. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Dan Marino right now with some makeup on. You understand what I'm saying? 
I'm I'm not really convinced, sir. But I digress. Hey, I, I gave you a sugar warning. I, I gave it to you. So if, if that was too much, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize. All right. But that's them. That's uh Tiesa Meskis. That's them. So now, now that you've got a, a good visual of their face, now you get to see um, what happened. So let's check it out if you didn't see the video already. You are not, you're not a woman. You don't look like a woman. You don't act like a woman. The confrontation started inside. Trans women are women. And this, this is in Aberdeen, Washington, if you didn't know. Let's start from the top so I don't interrupt. You are not, you're not a woman. You don't look like a woman. You don't act like a woman. The confrontation started inside. Trans women are women. Get a and spilled into the street. You are not a chick. Aberdeen Councilwoman Tiesa Meskis confronted owner Don Sucre about a sign he posted in his store saying, if you are born with a slang for a male body part, you are not a chick. What he wrote there was so demeaning and so dismissive of who I am and who any trans woman is. Meskis, a trans woman, says she knows Sucre has the right to say what he wants. You're not. You need to back. Look, look at look at this. Look at look at these. Look at these. <laughs> look, look look at this man's arm. I'm part of me. This person's arm and the fist. It's like you you get in the masculine traits coming out. What I see right there is a fist getting ready to form. I see the the stance. It's like uh, homies getting flashbacks back in them, them 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 days in the country, get ready to fight some of the local boys. You understand what I'm saying? That's kind of what's happening here. After a football game, take a helmet off, that steam come out, and somebody somebody talking crazy on the sideline, and you want to go give them a one two right quick. But I move on. Off now. <laughs> no, you do. But she wanted to tell him to his face. It was hurtful. I would really like them to open their eyes and their heart and see that, you know, we are people, we are who we are, and all we want to be is accepted in our community. Now, I don't care what they do, but don't come in here and complain to me about stuff. I have free speech. Sucre says anyone who disagrees with him does not need to spend money at his store or that sign was still visible today. And everybody's loved it. Everybody's taken pictures of it. Everybody laughs. Everybody. Not everybody loved it, as we saw. Well, yeah. yeah. And some people think it's hurtful. Well, they told us that this hurt. But here's the thing. I don't give a about feelings anymore. I'm 70 I'm eight. I went to Vietnam to fight for all this Do you think I care about some feelings? Absolutely not. Supporters of the councilwoman are planning a protest out in front of the store Saturday morning at 10. Don Sucre says he is calling on some of his backers for a show of support at the same time. So there, there you have it. That, that, that whole thing right there was crazy. Yeah, so shout out to my man, um, Mr. Sucre, for just doing his own thing, saying, hey, man, you don't like it. Okay, that's fine, but check it out. You don't have to shop here. How about that? Go down the road, handle it over there. And he wasn't scared at all, you know, because that person was... Pretty, pretty sizable, you understand? Like, they may identify as female, but them, them, them triceps and all of that say something different, you understand? So, <laughs> it, it, it says something different when you're looking like you could still um, 
You can still bench about 300 pounds with no problem. But I think we need more of that. People just standing up for themselves and not becoming victim to people's random whims. It's like that person came just out of nowhere, went to his shop and wants to tell him what to do. Oh, take this down, take that down. No, how about you don't shop here and I do what I want to do? That's totally fine. I'm not begging for your money. You guys are a pretty good shop. And right after that happened, um, positive reviews blew up on the main store. I'm talking about like five-star, five-star. He got flooded with positive reviews. Sometimes things like this happen, they get flooded with negative reviews. They get review bombed, but he got review bombed in the opposite direction in a positive way. So yeah, shout out to my man for, you know, doing, doing good for sure. Exactly, Eric. At some point, you got to stick up for what you believe in. You must stand up for yourself. And I'm glad that we have people that want to do it. My man, 78 years old, ain't scared. It's like, look, I already been to Vietnam. I done already fought, probably had friends die. No, he had friends that died out there on the field. So it's like, what are you really going to do? What, what can you do that has not been done? Really? Nothing. Exactly, the pill hammer. That's that's a good lesson right there. That is a good lesson for sure. And thank you all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. The Star Wars shop. I don't know the name of his shop. I, I don't know. I'm gonna try to find it right quick. That's a good question. Um, let me see. If I can find it, I'm gonna go ahead and share it i know i know you guys in the in the comments know what the name of the shop is but i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right quick give me a second i'll put the name in there so you guys can give my man a little bit of assistance help him out let me see and okay the name of the shop is suker and son star wars shop that's in aberdeen washington and that's spelled s-u-c-h-e-r suker and sons Star Wars shop, Aberdeen, Washington. Thank y'all. Thank you, Rick James. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Yeah, so give him a little shout out. Help him out because he, he deserved it. He earned it for sure. And shout out to my man, the, the judge out here in Tennessee. Um, I forget his name. Hold on. His name is Gary Starnes. Now, out here in Hamilton County, my neck of the woods, a judge said that this whole eviction moratorium, it, it doesn't apply. And really, it wasn't even him that said it. It was the 6th District Court of Appeals that said that this whole thing is not right. Because the CDC has no authority to just say you can't evict somebody from your property. You got to make a lot of says that. The Supreme Court said the same thing. The Supreme Court allowed the first eviction moratorium to expire like, they could have killed it a month early, but they didn't. They let it expire on July 31st. And Brett Kavanaugh wrote in his decision, because he allowed it to continue and expire, he said, if the eviction moratorium is to extend beyond July 31st, it must happen through legislation. You got to go to Congress and pass a law. You can't just have Rochelle Walensky, this super nervous-looking lady from the CDC, just decree a thing and have that become the law. That's not how it works at all in any way, form or fashion. However, she did that 
or at least try to, and now we got to try to work through it. But a judge said, no, that's not how it works. This is, he threw it out. And that judge has said that the federal court judge, that ruling applies to Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. So if you live in one of those states and you're facing this kind of problem with, you might have tenants and not trying to leave or whatever, you have legal grounds to evict them. Now, if your local government is not doing it, now you might have a way to sue them and get paid. Local government. I, I'm not really sure how that works because if a law is in your state and the government is not following that law, what is your recourse? If the law states that you must be given, like, 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 like same thing for evictions. If the law says you must go through the court process to evict somebody and you don't do that, the tenant or the squatter or whoever may be able to sue the person that evicted them without going through the court process because that's what the law says. Conversely, if the landlord has the rightful means to evict somebody and the state does not allow it, but the state must allow it, now you got a court case. You should be able to, you should have a court case for sure. But that whole thing is crazy. Like, how does the CDC legislate and just make stuff happen? I think Tucker Carlson said it best. He was like, well, the CDC is able to say stuff like that because we let them. They're just going to try to do things and see if anybody just objects against it. It's like testing your boundaries as a kid. You just do things. Like, like the Joker, we just, I just do things. That's what they're doing right now in the federal government, throwing whatever at the wall and seeing what sticks. All kind of things that are unconstitutional, illegal, ridiculous, nonsensical, not going to work, but they don't know what they are doing. What you're seeing right now is a moronic, um, a, a moronic leadership, moronic leadership, what you're seeing right now. You are seeing moronic, clueless leadership. They don't know what to do. Chicken with the head cut off. Mandates, mass mandates one minute, then no mass mandates. Then it's okay, get the vaccine if you, if you want to, it's okay. Take the mask off. Okay, but now people don't have the vaccine enough. Put your mask back on. Oh, too much of the vaccine out there, put the mask back on because you can still pass it with the vaccine and it might be worse. Stupid stuff. Throwing whatever they can at the wall and seeing what sticks. But shout out to the judge out there in Hamilton County. And by the way, um, the judge that said that thing about the the court striking down the eviction moratorium. Therefore it does not apply here in Tennessee and it does not apply where he lives in Hamilton County because that's where he was, is a judge at. Um, when he said that there were a bunch of families in court for this very same thing for the eviction moratorium. Now Hamilton County is not really that big. Chattanooga is not that big, probably like a hundred thousand, 200,000 in the city, maybe at the most. It's probably about close to a million in the metro area, but the metro is big. The metro goes far beyond Hamilton County. So Hamilton County is not that big. In Hamilton County, on one day, one morning, there were 84 families before the judge get ready to get evicted. 84 families. And everybody, of course, is talking about the CDC and the moratorium. Meanwhile, they knew for like a whole year that it was going to expire. It's been going on since fall of 2020. It's almost fall of 2021. How long was this thing going to last forever? This is how quickly people can become accustomed to the welfare state. 
I, I said it last time. You got all these fights on the airplane because these people have never been anywhere before. They now have the ability to not pay their rent, to not pay any bills, to not pay their student loan debt, to not pay anything, not pay for food, clothing, shelter, nothing. But they got all this extra money from the federales in the form of state unemployment, federal unemployment, stimulus checks, earned income tax credit, child tax credit, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars with no responsibilities that they would normally have. So what am I going to do rather than just being right here in the hood all day and in the, in the projects, the trailer park, wherever they are, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to go get high on drugs before I do so. Matter of fact, I'm going to be high on the airplane. I'm going to be high in the airport. So of course they are in the airport fighting physically fisticuffs. They're in the airplane fighting. I've never seen someone fighting before in my life. Never seen it before. And the reason is because the government has given all these people all this money and they have no idea how to spend it. You guys may have seen that family guy episode where they struck the lottery and then they kept like they, they went broke one time and you thought, you thought it was the end and they learned their lesson and then they would go right back to living normal, but they won a lottery again. And then they went broke over and over and over again. It's because of their mentality. They can't handle the money. So you're going to see more people just doing random things People get shot out on the street, broad daylight. People um, getting attacked. People fighting on the airplane. As long as you empower these, this kind of underbelly of society with free money, they can go get drugs, guns, tattoos, whatever they want, with no responsibility to actually be able to get it. They can just have it because it's free. But no more. I hope no more. I think some states are going to have their people become subjugated. California, I mean, we're going to a slave state in California. That's what it is. The minimum wage is 15 over there, but people still can't afford to live. It's The poverty is worse with a high minimum wage than it is in a place with no minimum wage or a very low minimum wage. The minimum wage should be $0 because the $15 an hour ain't doing no good in California. So why does it matter? At a certain point, seven twenty-five was okay. It went, to, it went to fifteen dollars. All it did was just create inflation. Now it costs more to live. So if you have no job, good luck trying to be able to afford anything. Things are now much more than what they were before. The minimum wage went up. People they they talk about things like raising the minimum wage and all these government programs, and I, I they don't have any kind of sense of forward thinking. They think just for right now. How do I feel right now? How do things look right now? I'll base my entire philosophy on how things are going right now. And I refuse to look toward the future. That's what's happening right now. In my humble opinion, at least. Yeah. Is it, is a mask thing going on? So is there a mask mandate right now in California or at least Los Angeles? Cause I'm hearing things I'm, I'm hearing they got masks back they have um, vaccine mandates all over the place. And shout out to Joe Rogan for just asking simple questions about this whole thing. Um, I have some audio I could play. If I play the video, they might try to strike me on the YouTubes. But Joe Rogan just asked some basic, simple questions. He's like, hey, all right. Why can't we ask these questions? Why can't I ask questions? If you want to give me a shot 
a vaccine, whatever they want to call it. Why can't I ask what's in it? Why can't I ask what the side effects are, what the benefits could be? Why can't I ask those things? So what are they doing in California? Is it is it back to the mask? I think lockdowns may be coming soon. That might be the next thing. Jane Doe says, LA not everywhere. Okay. Mask mandate. All counties in California going back to mask mandates. That's crazy. Mask, mask forever. It's the dumbest thing in the world because we know that it doesn't work. Or it's not as effective. Anthony Fauci said it from the beginning. He was, Fauci was some kind of way honest at the beginning. And at some point, he became very partisan. I'm not sure if he was always partisan like that, but I know that there was a visible difference in what he was saying from the beginning toward then what he said after a few weeks of the scandemic. Everything changed. First it was, you don't need to wear a mask. It might block a droplet or two. First it was that. Then it became, oh, you must wear a mask because it helps. Matter of fact, wear two masks. That's what it became later. So I'm like, all right, well, what, what's up with the change? If science changed, then that means that I can't trust the science because it can change. Why can't I ask questions about the mask from the beginning? If I'm to be told that the science changed and things aren't always the same when you're talking about information, evidence, okay, cool. So that means whatever I'm being told right now, as far as the information, the science, the quote unquote evidence, that means that whatever I'm saying, whatever I'm hearing right now from mainstream media, from so-called scientists, can't change at any point in time. If that's the case, then why can't I ask questions about it? Because maybe what they're saying is not right. Just like what Anthony Fauci said from the beginning, it's not right in his own mind. He said something that he doesn't believe in. So why can't I question him at the beginning? And why can't I question what he's saying right now? I think what he said at the beginning was true or it was false. And the same thing for what's being said right now. Why can't I question it? And here's Joe Rogan. I would play the video, but they're going to strike me. I'll play some of the audio. This is from one of his recent podcasts. And I know Spotify employees are triggered to the max. You, you didn't got your fresh blue hair with your pink tips, your, your gender pronouns on your bio. You got your, you your gender pronouns tattooed right here between your eyes. So can anybody, you know what I mean? You got... Ty Renosaurus Rex right there in between your eyebrows. So don't nobody mess it up. You got all these things going on. You're trying to go out there and make an impact. Black Lives Matter. Matter of fact, you got a BLM sticker right here on your nose in red covering your entire nose. Okay. Anyway, you got all that going on. You're a brand new Spotify employee. You're making six figures. And here comes Joe Rogan squashing all your stuff. You complain it to the boss in HR. Oh, Joe Rogan, he's he's terrible. He's he's a he's a denier. They're gonna tell you, hey, look, man, all right, check it out. But that's our cash cow right now. So what you gonna do? You gonna go home or nah? You wanna you wanna get paid or what? But anyway, let's hear Joe Rogan. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have science is coming out. There's legitimate articles, Jamie. I'll send this to you now. There's legitimate because doctors have been sending me these things. And, you know, this is neither pro nor con vaccine. I'm not, this is not a judgment statement. But imperfect vaccination can enhance the transmission of highly virulent pathogens. Right. So this is a scientific paper um, from 2015 that shows that 
if here's it said there's this one important quote vaccines that keep the host alive but still allow transmission oh. can thus allow virulent strains to circulate in a population so, so vaccines that don't kill the virus vaccines that allow people like this is one of the things we're finding out about what they're calling breakthrough cases right so people who are vaccinated can still get covid and they can still transmit COVID. Mm-hmm. This recently happened at the Comedy Store. A vaccinated comedian gave COVID to like 12 different fucking people at the Comedy Store. Some of them- Hey, because it's not my fault, Blender White, man, it's not my fault. Some of them vaccinated, some of them not. That situation where the vaccine just kind of protects you from serious damage, right? but it protects you from really being like badly uh, hospitalized or death, but doesn't stop you from getting the virus can possibly lead to more potent viruses. So these people that are saying, oh, it's these unvaccinated people that are responsible for the variants. Well, there's actually scientific papers that point to the very sort of environment that we're creating by having so many people vaccinated with a vaccine that doesn't kill off the virus it actually can lead to more potent viruses. Try finding that story anyway. (laughs) Meanwhile, you have science is coming out. There's legitimate articles. Jamie, I'll send this to you now. There's legitimate, because doctors have been sending me these things. And, you know, this is neither pro nor con vaccine. I'm not, this is not a judgment statement. But imperfect vaccination can enhance the transmission of highly virulent pathogens. Right. So this is a scientific paper um, from 2015 that shows. So, I mean, that's that's Joe Rogan right there. I'll put a link to this in the description, but it's this on his most recent podcast episode he did. Um, check him out on Spotify. It's, it's no ad for Joe Rogan, of course, because he does not need it from me. Trust me, Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster on planet Earth, period. It's not even close. So he does not need my ad, obviously, but... If you want to hear that full thing, go to Spotify. And I think it's on his most recent podcast episode. I forget the guy's name was on the episode with, but I got one more clip from that that I want to play for you guys. It's very important that we hear his information. And I like Joe Rogan saying stuff like this because the thing about Joe is that they want to cancel him. And you know who they are. They want to cancel him for these statements because it goes against what they say. You know, it's not even about, trying to be quote-unquote safe or anything like that. It's not even about that. What it's about is Joe Rogan not, how can I say, it's about Joe Rogan going against the grain, not just doing whatever they say that he has to do. You know, it's, it's Joe Rogan is so much of a humongous, he, he's so popular, they can't do anything with him. Spotify, they can't really, if Spotify was to cut ties with him, we're talking about millions. I mean, maybe even close to a billion dollars of valuation for their company, Gine. The whole, if if Spotify, if Spotify lost Joe Rogan, their company would go under, in my opinion. There is no Spotify without Joe Rogan. The podcast industry as a whole would tank. Not, not as a whole, but it would take a really big hit. Put it to you like that. So here's the next one I wanted to play. And this is about the passports. Also from Joe Rogan, also on that same episode of the podcast on Spotify from him. Can't do what you want to do unless you do what I want you to do. 
I mean, Don Lemon was talking about that openly on CNN. Yeah. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to the supermarket. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to work. Like, It's so strange that people want to say things like that. Like, that's the thing that blows me away. Why do you, why do people want to? Because uh, they're dumb. They're dumb. Right? They're dumb. They don't understand history. They don't understand <laughs> right. human beings. They don't understand yeah. human nature. They don't understand the history of every single country that's ever existed mm-hmm. other than the United States. Up until 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators. Right. All of them. This is the first one where you had elected officials. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation, right? Fuck. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. Because when you give people freedom, you let people do whatever the fuck they want, they actually find ways to succeed and grow and thrive. But as soon as you put the boots to them, as soon as you tell them, you have to do this or you can't do that. You have to listen to me. Now you have a mini dictator. You have one step away from a king. You have one step closer. You're moving one step closer to dictatorship. That's what the fuck is happening. That's what's going to happen with a vaccine passport. That's what's going to happen if... They close borders. You can't enter New York City unless you have your papers. You can't go to here unless you have that. You can't get on a plane unless you do what I say. And people say, whoa, it's all about protecting people from the." Mm. No, it's not. It's not because we've shown this is a fact. Just a couple of months ago, the idea of a breakthrough case was unheard of. Nobody heard of anybody catching COVID that had a vaccine, right? Right. That was the whole idea. You get a vaccine, you don't have to worry about it. Now we know not only do you get it, but you can spread it. And some people have died. Apparently, it's a small number. I don't know what the numbers are, but I know that most people who get vaccinated, when they do have the disease, they have a better time of it than Mm -hmm. the people who are unvaccinated. But where are the people out there calling for people to get healthy? Exactly. So shout out to Joe Rogan again. Um, Here's a link to that one right there. I'll put it in the box. I think Trump Jr. had uh, retweeted that. But again, the most recent episode on Spotify should have the whole thing in, in full context there. And here is the other one that I played a little while ago from Ezra Levant on Twitter. So these two clips, one of them came from Trump Jr. The other one came from Ezra Levant from Rebel Media. Um, I mean, could say I'm the better myself. It, it's right on point. 100% on point. But for some reason, that's like, you, you can't say that. That's controversial to say. That's, that's improper to say. I don't understand, but I, I know I do understand because us normies can't really do that. And, and speaking of normies being able to do certain things and the elites doing other things, um, as I was referring to earlier, as I alluded to earlier, Barack Obama had a nice birthday bash, quote unquote, scaled back. I have pictures. I have a, a handful of pictures, not, not very many, but a handful. Um, now, Let's go to exhibit A. This is going to be, let me put it on the screen. This is going to be Mr. Obama at his little shindig. Everybody's pretty much elbow to elbow. You can see right here in the center of the screen in the red circle, that's Mr. Um, Barack Obama. And I'm seeing, it's, it's kind of packed, window to the wall. Order outside, all right, cool. But how about I'll be able to have an event outside how about I'll be able to just be, you know, elbow to elbow with no mask wherever I want to be. Pardon me. 
wherever I want to be. Super spreader event or no. It just had Lollapalooza in Chicago. And then they want to have, like, the next day they want to have mandates on masks and stuff like that. It's like you're not being serious. Did the virus take a break for a day for Lollapalooza to happen with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, no mask and nothing? Or they had to have the vaccine, please. You get, I mean, are you going to have doctors at the very beginning of the, at, at the line of Lollapalooza to enforce that? All you got to do is say, yeah, I got it. You, you got the shot? Yeah, all right, go in. So that's one picture. Here's the next picture. We have drone footage. Obama loves drones, doesn't he? But I'll, I'll move on. So here is the Martha's Vineyard estate. Well, Obama's Martha's Vineyard estate. You see this really large white structure right there? That's not actually his house. His house is the gigantic compound right there. This large white structure is like a, a big tent for the party that happened at. Okay. So scale back. I don't know about that one. Looks pretty scaled up to me, but Hey, when you are an elite person, you can do pretty much whatever you want and understand this. Just, just so I'm clear. So we're not misunderstanding each other. These are the same people that always talk about income inequality and white privilege and the black man's downtrodden. Well, if, if y'all are downtrodden, let me get some of that downtrodden. Let, let me, let me get some of that. Um, some of that anti-black racism y'all cry about all the time. Let me get some of that. Can I get a 30 acre estate in Martha's vineyard? Can I have a birthday party with, with 600 guests? Can I, can I have that without anybody trying to tell me anything crazy? Can I get celebrities from all over the world to come to my event? Remember that, right? Remember right up, like that was kind of weird. Is that Mr. Obama? Is that him? I, I'm not sure if that is, but I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there. I don't know who that is or what's going on. The guy there has on a Chicago shirt. Is that Obama? What are you wearing? And if you can't see the screen, this is a picture of someone that could be Obama. I'm not sure who that is. And some kind of glittery shawl with a horn and a crown tiara with a mask in front of it. Kind of weird. But yeah, when you are a political elite, you could do whatever you want to do and it's fine. Um, I saw that Liz Cheney, who is obviously Dick Cheney's daughter, said that Dick Cheney would be disappointed with the direction of the Republican Party right now, post-Trump and post-January 6th, all this day and the third. Well, I tell you what, if Dick Cheney's daughter says her dad is not like the direction of the party, that's probably a good thing. Hey, going back to the political elite, doing whatever they want to do, Dick Cheney shot somebody in the head, shot them in the head, and he said it was an accident, didn't mean to do it. But the, the craziest part about that is that the guy that got shot, the victim got on TV and apologized to Dick Cheney. Oh, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Why are you apologizing? You the one that got shot in your head. Now, granted, he didn't get he didn't get seriously injured. I think it was like birdshot or something like that. But he did get shot in his head. Now, I don't know if it was on purpose. He said it was an accident. How do you shoot a person in their head on accident. Huh? People generally shoot center mass that they want to hit somebody to avoid missing. If you shoot somebody in the head, that's a pretty direct shot. How's it an accident? How do you just all of a sudden just play with your gun? Boom. Somebody shot in their head. 
And then the guy apologized to Dick Cheney on TV. So if that guy is saying that we're going too far, we're not going in the right direction, we're going in the right direction, sir. Mr. Drone Strike, killing American citizens, bombing countries for no reason, WMDs, all this, that, and the third. That's you, right? So I'm not trying to hear a word, Mr. Warmonger. Dick Cheney, like the, the days of the Dick Cheney, George W., they're coming to an end. Now, what we don't want to do is have it become a one-party thing because now they're taking the mask off. Now it's like, look, this is who I am. I'm not trying to play these games about left, right, or whatever. Now, I'll be on the same team. Left, right does exist when you're talking about politics beyond Washington, D.C. But once you go to D.C., the swamp element kind of creates one pot where everybody's cooked up in it, and it can be hard to escape it. It's like a gumbo dish. Once you leave D.C., things are different. But when we're talking about the federal government, the federales, we don't want to go down this one world or, you know, just everything be federal and that's it. The left wanted to happen. They left. They want elections federalized. They want every, school, everything. They want everything to be on the same board. Nothing private, everything federal. But yeah, we don't want that to go down and we don't want these Dick Cheney's of the world to come back. You know, I feel like Dick Cheney and Joe Biden are the same guy. That's just my humble opinion. I think Joe Biden is worse, but at the same time, I'm not sure that Dick Cheney is that much better or is George, or George W. Really? Probably, that was probably better than Obama and Bush, but not that much. They're kind of on the same page. We see how Cozy W and Michelle Obama be all the time. They, they've been friends for a very long time before the White House, but that's a different story. I digress. So, again, thank y'all for joining. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, Hit the, hit the like video, hit the like button for me. Also, if you're listening on your favorite audio streaming pi- platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc., give me a five-star rating, give me a review, do whatever you can. And if you do not know, this podcast will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform. Link for that will be on the box or just go to it and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Prime example, go to Apple iTunes, search ABL Live. Hit the subscribe, whatever you can over there. Five-star rating, review, and you good. And this will be available tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Like, right after the podcast is over. Like, as I'm speaking right now, I'm recording it on this device right here, on this Rode, um, what's it, Rode Procaster. This little device right here, I'm recording the audio. So all I got to do when I'm done, hit the little stop button and take that audio, make it an MP3, put it on Anchor, and then it seeds everywhere. Free game for all the guys out there trying to get the podcast rocking and rolling. You can upload your podcast to one website called Anchor FM, and then it goes everywhere. That's what I do right after the podcast is over with. All right. So let's get to some um, super chats, and then I'm going to get to the call. So number to call is 434-658-1220. Give me a few, and I will get to the calls. But first, Super Chats on deck. And I thank y'all for donating already and being very generous as well. And shout out to all the people that are just now uh, subscribed to the channel. I got a lot of views on the recent few videos. So thank y'all for joining the channel. Hopefully you enjoy what you're hearing so far. Now, I can't do it without you. I'm not being facetious. I'm being 1,000% serious. Let's get to some Supers here. August 7th, let's go... Apu, of course, says, thank you, ABL, for graciously declining your invitation to Mr. Obama's 60th birthday (laughs) to spend it with us. Jericho, Green, Brandon Tatum, 
Modern Renaissance Man, Candace also declined. Yeah, we had to go ahead and decline. You know, they told me to come out there to Chicago. And I like, nah, I'm good. I'm not really trying to be around these super spreaders. I, I, I take my health very seriously. How about that? <laughs> um, shout out to Buff versus Windshield who says, legend has it, if you walk on the beach with your toes in the sand and pick up a conch shell, then put it to your ear, you can hear Joe Biden thinking. <laughs> Shout out to Eric P who said, looking snappy. Thank you for that. Thank you to R. Scott for the donation. Appreciate it. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, University of Wisconsin removed a 70-ton boulder from its Madison campus at the request of a minority student, a minority students who view the rock as a symbol of racism. One more time for those who might not have heard it, might have kind of glossed over it. University of Washington of Wisconsin removed a 70 ton boulder from its Madison campus at the request of minority students who view the rock, the 70 ton boulder as a symbol of racism. I want someone to explain to me like I'm like I'm five years old, like, like, like I'm a newborn baby. Explain how a boulder is a symbol of racism. I mean, did it have Confederate flags scrawled on it? Did it have um, Nathan Bedford Forrest Scrimshaw what in the world was on the rock that caused the problem a boulder I mean really you know I didn't been in mountains before obviously come from West Virginia and where I live now and kind of a hilly kind of semi-mountainous area I've seen boulders I see the sign that says falling rock on the interstate and you got these real high you know uh, hillsides or whatever you drive right past I've seen nets to catch the rock. So if a, if a boulder goes through the net, hits my car, is it racist? Is it racism that did that? I want that to be explained to me. Matter of fact, I'm going to look into that and I might do a video on it. <laughs> hey, Big Rocks, Little Rocks, probably what it is. Yeah, that's like the penitentiary uh, remembrance. Shout out to Apple who says, August 6, 2011, Extortion 17 shut down. God rest their souls. One Afghan interpreter, seven Afghan special forces, 17 Navy SEALs, five Navy um, SW techs. I, I'm, I'm not saying this correctly. I know it. Five Army aviators, three U.S. Air Force techs, one military dog. We honored them. Shout out to Ian Kenny who says, hey, that's the first time I've heard you use the E-40 sample in the wow. Mr. Yep. Nope. For real though. You, you should use it more. Yeah, I still got them right here. In my little console. Yep. Nope. I got them right there still, but I got to use it. I, I try to use it sparingly, so it's like rare. And it's a, it's refreshing when you hear it. But I do have them on deck at, 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 the, at, the, at the push of a button. I got it. Um, Apple says, I fear Democrats are going to smear Larry Elder with a false accusation. It, yeah, but good luck with that because he has so many supporters and people that know him for the past 20, 30 years. Good luck. It ain't going to happen. I've met Larry Elder. He's a super smart guy, really on point, really sharp. You're not going to, it's just not going to happen. You know, he's, he's not one of the dudes just out here just doing whatever. Thank you to Apple who says prayers for Larry Elder, encouraging strength. Also, God bless January 6th, Mega Patriots unfairly jailed before a trial. Um, also, fries or onion rings and nachos? Fries. Uh, favorite hot dog toppings, mustard, relish, ketchup. That's normie stuff. In West Virginia, we got hot dogs where it's a delicacy. 
that's like ketchup and all that. That's like cookout. If you're hungry and you want to eat, you'll eat. But I try having a pizza dog. Get a pizza dog on one of them square buns. Oh, you or, or a chili dog. Get a chili dog or a pizza dog in West Virginia, and it'll change your whole life. Go down Charleston and, hey, thank me later. Get a chili dog or a pizza dog. When I was a little boy, I used to always get that. You used to go down, you go into town, as they call it. When I be out there for the summertime, stay with my grandma and them, we go to town, get one of them hot dogs or a ten of them hot That's the wave. Ketchup, relish, that's normie stuff. I don't I don't even really I'm I'm too bougie as a cool kid say for that. But anyway, um thank you to Mary Alice for your donation. Uh thank you to A Ratpour for the Superman emoji. Apple also says, Did you see Shapiro, Malcolm Nance, Kerfuffle? Yeah, I saw some of that, but Malcolm Nance and Malcolm Nance is another one of these guys that wants to push this whole January 6th thing like it's the worst thing in the world. It's so corny. When I, when I heard him say that, I kind of tuned out, so I didn't even pay him no mind. I, I ain't paying no mind at all. Um, Let me see. Thank you to Laura Catherine for your emoji donation. I appreciate you. Thank you to Laura Diamond Wise who says, thank you, ABL. Or offering up a plate of common sense amongst the insanity. Well, hey, I thank you for being here. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you to Curtis Reynolds, who says, hey, ABO, love your content, your analyzer, your, your analysis are right on point. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for your very kind donation. I couldn't do it without y'all. And I don't, I don't mean to be cliche, but I'm serious. Thank you to Noel, who says, ABO, that Transformer was kind of swole. We might have to get the strap. <laughs> hey. Stop. <laughs> Thank you for that. But versus windshield says tyranny wins when good men do nothing. The old dudes t- should replace the X, Y, and Z um, entity on the city council. Correct. Slamming Brandon says Antifa called their protest or canceled their protest. Pardon me, because Patriots were coming out in swarms to protect the shop. Scared little B words. There you go. Laura Catherine says a government that will break the law in an emergency will create emergencies in order to break the law. Exactly. Facts. Thank you to Texas NC RC, pardon me, noob who says, keep up the good work, man from Houston, Texas. Thank you for that. Thank you to Byron 8899 who says Alabama association of realtors filed a suit against Biden administration for a violation of third amendment regarding CDC eviction ban thoughts about this. Well, I mean, right away, the CDC has no authority. The CDC is not, um, they can't make laws. They're not, um, they're not a court. They're not a lawmaker. They can't do that. You got to go through Congress. So they're not lawmakers. They can't just say things and do things. And it's already been ruled on. The Supreme Court ruled on it. Um, Federal judges have ruled on it. It's already decided. I think people that follow it are just choosing to follow it. And at that point, it's not even about the federalists. It's about the states doing things that they can't be doing, that they shouldn't be doing. Thank you to Slamman Brandon who says, I was homeless for 13 months, not due to drugs, alcohol, due to an injury and not being able to work. I can't stand lazy people. I got back on the wagon I fell off of. Evict them. Let them suffer the consequences. Life lessons. Exactly. Right on, man. And people talking about how they've been struggling and things have been hard. Fresh hair, fresh nails. I mean, they got all that stuff. 
It's like you got to prioritize. If you're getting all this money for free, thousands upon thousands of dollars, why are you homeless? You're prioritizing other things that don't matter rather than your own ability to maintain housing. I understand the whole thing about the scandemic, but come on, you got plenty of money from the government. It's like, what are you doing with it? You're wasting it. Thank you to Ken Jeeper, who says, Elder in a recent interview agreed that Biden won the election and also man has to do something to do with climate change. You're so cool. 23 says lockdowns again, so they could play the mail-in ballot game again. Watch. Where's the shot thoughtfulness says far left to seek absolute control over the opposition to force the radical hopes and ideals onto people, not politicians or lawmakers without consent. They generally don't want compromise. Oh yeah. There's no compromise there. I remember when AOC well, pardon me, when Ted Cruz agreed with what AOC said on Twitter, this is a while back. I forgot what the exact thing was, but they agreed on that. And he sent it to Olive Branch, like, hey, we agree on that right on. And she's like, not so fast. She tried to have me killed. You see, you know, you're trying to reach across the aisle and be bipartisan, but those that are trying to do these things don't want to be bipartisan. They don't want to reach across the aisle. They want to do what they want to do regardless of what you want to do. And it's simple as that. And we got to be able to understand that and understand how to go forward. Thank you to James who says, we need term limits for Congress. Hashtag no more dictators. Thank you to Eric P who says, us normies have been lied to from first blink. 1,000% correct. Thank you to Datslav at Man Carey who says, hashtag keep fighting. 1,000%. Thank you to CA who says, man, in California arrested because someone in his prayer group reported him for attending January 6th, SWAT at his door in Huntington Beach. That's crazy. And the thing is, I mean, there's so much there. I want to unpack that right quick before we get to the calls. Prayer group. So you can't even, you can't trust your people that are your brothers and sisters in faith. You guys are Christian. You're going to do that to your, to your brother. And the thing is, Okay, you were there. Did you do anything? Like, I know guys that were there just outside. I mean, you got tourists or something that were there. It just happened to be outside. Doesn't mean that they were involved in any kind of insurrection. No, it doesn't. And I knew that would happen right when it happened. I knew people would be getting told on and lied on and having SWAT come to the door. Right when the whole thing happened, I said, I was not there, which I wasn't. And if anybody says that I was, they are a liar. I wasn't there. I didn't see the point in going personally. I was at the crib and my own, I told you about my cousin, my own cousin called me. And at the time, I'm not sure I really understood what was going on, but I kind of did. And I'm going to tell this story right quick. And then I'm gonna move on to the next super chat. So my cousin, like my dad age, right? They, they, they kind of grew up together. They're like early sixties, late fifties or whatever. So anyway, he calls me. And he's saying, hey, when were you in D.C. last? And for context, he lives in D.C. or like right there, Capitol Heights. So when I would go see my uncle and my aunt when they were still living, they lived right there in Southeast, right by um, Simple City, Bending Road, Bending Terrace, whatever you want to call that, right there, like right down the street from that. So whenever I would go to D.C., I would see my aunt and my uncle and their kids, which is my cousin, who's like my dad's age. So it's like my great aunt and my great uncle. But anyway... I digress. So he calls me. It's like, hey, when, when you been in D.C. last? I was like, uh, October. He's like, oh, yeah. Have you been to anywhere near D.C.? 
you've not been to like DC anytime since then? I'm like, nah. He's like, oh, okay. And then he kind of changed the subject. But at the time, I'm not really picking up what he's trying to do. But what he was trying to ask me was, was I at January 6th? I know my cousin, he's a super, 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 super Trump hater, super leftist. I know him. He was trying to tell on me because I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing, which I wasn't. I wasn't there. I was in D.C. in October of 2020 and not any time beyond then. I've not been back to D.C. since. I'm, I wouldn't mind going, but at the same time, it's like if things are shut down and you got crowd going on, why do I want to go? I ain't trying to put on the bulletproof vest to go on a vacation, but I digress. So don't be surprised if your own mama will tell on you. We've seen that a lot. People's kids telling on them, their own mama telling on them. Just for being there, not even inside, outside at the rally like a normal person, they're getting told on and having the federal rallies come to the door. It's crazy. So right when it happened, I put on my Facebook, hey, I was not there, nothing to do with it, period. That's it. So, yeah, it's crazy. You got to watch it back out here because your own family members, oh, I love you, cousin, I love you, Anthony. I can't tell. Anyway, <laughs> that was my my story. So I relate to that guy that got told on by his prayer partner that he was at the um, January 6th thing. That gets to Valerie Rogers who says, another case of rules for thee, but not for me. Exactly. 1,000%. Uh, shout out to Angel who says, great show, ABL. Thanks for your insight. Hey, thank y'all. Couldn't do it without y'all. Um, shout out to Monroe Doctrine who says, mass mandate is back in Los Angeles. I mean, pardon me, in Las Vegas. A guy free climbed the Aria on the stripping protest. The Aria is like 60 stories high. Hey, shout out to him because I know what's hot in Vegas. I know what's dumb hot in Vegas right now. I'm talking about you can just throw an egg on the ground and it's going to fry. You got fried bacon, eggs, all that from the sidewalk. I know what's hot. Like when I was in Phoenix, I'd never seen it before in my life how they would splash water on the ground with these trucks that would come by every so often because it's so hot. Just water, just on the on, on the asphalt, on, on the sidewalk because it's so hot. They got, when you go in the restaurants, they got these little misters. Like you're playing football and they got the things on the side that will miss you. They had those in the front of restaurants because it's so hot. So if you scale in the building, probably got reflective stuff on it. It's dumb hot. You might mess your hands off trying to do something like that. But I'll move on. All right. And thank you all again for joining. Let's get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434 434- Six five eight one two two zero, one hundred twenty degrees plus one hundred thirteen today Arizona. See, I can't do that. I like I like warm temperatures, but we're talking about one hundred thirteen degrees, zero humidity at the same time. That's an oven. I'm not I'm not trying to get baked out here. I'm trying to enjoy the sun, not become victim to it. I don't want to become like a, a baked dessert in the oven. I'm just not trying to do that. I'm a human being, but I'll move on. Four, three, there he is right there. Four, three, four, six, five, eight, one, two, two. So let's get to it. If Skype does not work, don't blame me. Blame the white man. You already know what it is. And. Hold on. David one says 110 in Arizona is easy to do with 80 degrees in Florida. I disagree. I like humidity. 
um, well, pardon me. I like humidity more than dry heat. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? I just want to uh, hit up uh, Corey Bush, man, because you got to understand, bro, this is a Congress moment. Like, what are you doing protesting? You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you Democrats, y'all have the control of the House, y'all have the control of the Senate, y'all have the control of the presidency, and y'all have control of the mainstream media. So, 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 I'm, I'm thinking, why don't you protest Nancy Pelosi? You know, you know what I'm saying? If, if you want to defund the police so bad, why don't you protest your party members? See, what Democrats do to stay on code, which Republicans fail to do, is that they will not call out their own. So, like, when they go out to do the little protests like Cori Bush fraudulently did just to make people seem like she's fighting the system, which she's a part of it, is they, they, they speak broadly. They say white supremacy, which is in which just can encompass anything when it's really her own party. Like, if you want to push some bills, why don't you protest Nancy Pelosi? Like, seriously. And then, you know, the whole white supremacy argument, man, you know, when I see these black liberals talk like like that, and then they start bringing up their gender, it's, it's crazy because, to me, they look like they're, they're, they, they are shields for white liberal supremacy, in my, in my opinion, because the reason why she keeps bringing up her being a black woman and blah, 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 and all this nonsense is because she can actually push white liberal policies as a black woman. And then when she gets criticized, they can just easily say, oh, well, you just don't like white people. Or, or oh, well, you're just sexist. You know, like I said, to me, she's like one of them house Negroes. You know, she will sit there and snitch on the field Negro who's running away from the plantation. She'll just go tell that white liberal who's been so nice to her, and then the white liberal was going to catch that slave and beat him. That's exactly what Cory Bush is, you know, and, and they try to talk in that little, you know, that, that little dialect, like, you know, that little freedom fighter dialect, like, oh, yeah, I'm fighting out here, and, and yeah, oh, yes, I'm protesting. And like I said, bro, all that's designed to do is just get the black person, the normie black person riled up, it's like, oh yeah, she's so getting that <laughs> That's all that nonsense for, bro. But for intelligent people, we 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 understand it, bro. And the thing is, Corey Bush is not going to be called out on this. No one is going to call her out on this. None of none of the black media. I mean, it's almost that black people. And the reason I focus on black people because we we seem to sadly be the backbone for the Democrat Party, but they complain about the things that they push. Very bizarre. But yeah, it, it just seems like. Um, you know, you know, people like Corey Bush, you know, they're just designed as just to keep black people emotional and then just be a shield for that nonsense. And yeah, man, the thing about the um, COVID thing, man, you know, and I'm agree with Joe Rogan and, and you witnesses, it's just odd the way that you can't question it. And then the way that is pushed, especially on black people, bro, like, did you see that ad where I think it was a drug dealer? Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Bro, bro, I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, do people see how we are viewed in this country? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, the way, it's like the way to get black people to do something. You take the worst of their people, the, the, the worst element of what makes us, like, just the, the, the stuff that we don't promote. 
drug dealing. And then you put that in the forefront and then you try to sell some policy to us. Like that was mad disrespectful. Like that right there should have got us all up in arms, ready to do something to these Democrats. But you know what? As long as we don't say nothing, man, we live up to the expectations that white liberals place, place, place on us. And that's how I really talk to black people, man. I don't do that whole white supremacy nonsense talk because that's, that's, that's very vague and it's not evenly carried out. Like, I don't know any white Republicans that got power over black people like that. I'm only seeing white liberals beat up, beat up on black people. I don't see that happening from the white conservative side. So, yeah, man, um, you know, I, I agree with you all the way, bro. Corey, Corey, Corey Bush is just on call for the Democrats and they're just doing these stages just to keep black people sleeping and acting like they're fighting for something. And that's all I got to say, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Talk to my man to read for the call. If you guys have not seen that commercial about the, the, um, from Arkansas. So this, this commercial, a little bit of context. Um, they're trying to get people to take the vaccine, right, in Arkansas specifically. And this commercial, well, it speaks for itself. Um, I think this is something that you may see at the beginning of YouTube videos as an ad. So I have it right here. Let's put it on the screen right quick, and then we get back to the calls. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. Because if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want every- I mean, people can say whatever they want to say. They can say that, oh, why are you just going to assume that he's a dope boy? Why are you going to assume this, all, all this and that? Like, I was a guy that was, quote unquote, in the streets and all this and that. But I, I don't present this way. I don't present with gold chain and all this and that. I, I'm not, you know, and then I'm a hustler. I sell things. I say, well, I'm a graphic designer. I sell flyers. You know, I, I, you know, I do websites. I, I say what I do. When somebody asks you, hey, what you do? What you going to say? I'm a hustler. I sell things. No, you're going to say what you do. So this guy is portraying the image of a dope boy. And if you don't know what that means, a drug dealer, a street pharmacist, an illegal guy. Guy's not doing the right thing out here in the streets. But this is it. thing they want to push on us to get us to go out there and get the shot. You think he's going to make it? You think he'll make me do it? Or do you think that this, this is what black folks do? We out here just... You know, slanging and banging, that's what, that's what we into. See, the more they try to convince us to get this, the more they just insult us in a variety of ways. You guys are dumb, morons, anti-vaxxers, stupid Trump supporters, all these insults. It's like, all right, if I'm not getting this thing and you want me to get it, maybe try not insulting me. You see, the reason why you're not successful in getting me to do X, Y, and Z because you can't talk to me. You don't understand how to communicate at all. Everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. How about no? How about no? And that's not going to work. That's not going to make a difference. Just a little commercial. <laughs> CDs. It, does anybody still sell CDs anymore? That's like, if you sell CDs, you may as well sell 
VCR tapes. That's kind of old school. The, the way guys are doing it now, I mean, some guys sell CDs, but that's that's super old school. You know, everybody got everybody got SoundCloud and you know streaming services and all all that kind of stuff. That's that's hood stuff selling CDs. A guy that has graduated beyond that is going to try to get views on his YouTube and make money from ad revenue on his music. But that's a different story. I digress. I'm going down too far. 786 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, Anthony Byron Logan. What's up, Anthony? Everything is good about yourself. I'm good. I'm the I'm the 15 year old who called you like I think it was about two months ago. All righty. All right. I just want to talk about uh, you know the stuff that's going on nowadays. You got these ignorant folk who don't live, who don't see it. My grandma, I was with her and we went to my uncle's house. And she's talking about the vaccine. And she's talking about, well, I hope Ron DeSantis, I hope he gets sick. I hope one of his family members die from COVID and all that. I'm like, what? what, what? And so then she's talking about when she was on the plane, talking about, oh, I had anxiety because nobody was wearing masks. I had anxiety. I had anxiety. You <laughs> got my uncle talking about, yeah, man, I the same thing. When I went to the store, man, I had my mask. And I was rushing to the car to get a mask. You see how crazy these people are, Anthony? Yeah, I do. They're, they're really... Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit too much going on. Yeah, it's crazy. I also want to talk about my old school. I'm transferring school. I'm transferring schools, but I want to talk about my old school because I just got done reading uh, Thomas Sowell, Black Army, Black Rednecks, and White Rebels. And I just, talk, I just thought about something and, and Candace Owens as well. I, I was watching old Candace Owens clips. And it, that old school was a complete slave plantation. Because this teacher, whenever she was talking about black history, right, she will only talk about black success during the 1990s, but she didn't talk about black success before that. And she, when she's talking about music, she's talking about rap music. She never talked about jazz music. And then she talked about Martin Luther King. She said, oh, he got killed by the government. He got killed by the government. And I'm, I'm saying, what are you talking about? If he didn't get killed by the government, she said, oh, keep believing the white folk. Keep believing the white folk. And <laughs> unbeknownst to me, that teacher was a Marxist. She was a Marxist because she put English, when she was talking about the um, uh, English Civil War, she put English Revolution. And I looked that up. That, that's what Marxist said about the English Civil War. He called it a revolution. <laughs> so I was, I was confused. I was like, what? what? So then she talked about FUBU, this, this, this ghetto company, right? And, and she said it's one of the fastest growing companies in, in American history. I said, that's not true. It, the big tech companies are the fastest growing companies. And then she and then she got all mad. And she said, come talk to me tomorrow. Talk to me tomorrow. And I, and I came in. I was top of the seat. I don't even want to be in school at that time. But I came in. And she talked. And she like, Aiden, Aiden, you know you're a black man, right? You know you're a black man, right? And I said, hold up, what, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm black. She said, you know, as a black, why, why you got, why you support President Trump? He want to kill and exterminate black folks. He want to kill and exterminate black folks. I'm like, this lady's retarded. <laughs> I'm like, this lady's retarded. And so she's going on. She's talking about how she don't trust a white. She said, oh, I don't trust white folks. I don't trust white people. I'm like, you, you are a racist. She's saying, that's not racist. That's not racist. But I just don't trust white folks. I don't trust them because my uncle used to work for them during segregation and he treated her bad, so I don't trust white folks. I'm like, what? And then she's saying, Aiden, you need to see both sides of the coin. See, you see both sides. I'm like, okay, lady, whatever. No, a few weeks later, I call her I call her talking about a black wall, street, right? 
this lady is crazy. She, she said, oh, the government came and had airplanes and they bombed down by Wall Street. <laughs> but this is something Thomas Sowell talked about in Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Whenever black folk talking about history, whenever a press a group talk about history, they always talk about how another group doing something bad to them, but they never talk about the success. This this lady never talked to these other kids who gaming. Those kids in our school were gaming. They gaming. They were rolling up blunt in the back of the class. They when I told our teacher that they were rolling blunt, she she said, "Oh yeah, tell me next time." But they the, the, she, they those people knew that those kids were doing that. That lady used to curse out those kids. She called those kids a B word and a P word and all that ranking on the kids, encouraging this ghetto black redneck behavior. But how the black conservatives got know what they're talking about like me? Or you get on me and think I'm you think I'm not black. This is what these couple this is what these people do. But I you know, I call her watching Don Lemon and Fox. You know, she she getting all her stuff from white liberals, but then come at me and say, Oh, you listen to the white man. You do but they the main people listening to the white man. How do you feel about that, Anthony? Um, it's I think that what they do, they project their own insecurities onto you. That's what it is. They talk about, you know, how people that are conservative are racist and they don't know anything and they're ignorant. But really it's them that don't know anything and they're ignorant. They could yeah, learn it, they could it, learn a lot from you if they just open their mind up and stop being so uh closed minded. Yeah. But after I had that conversation with this lady, I said, what can I find common ground with her on? And then that's when I started reading uh, Thomas Sowell, Basic Economics. And me and her found common ground when it came to economics. But she still was in that Marxist mindset. And she said, oh, Fallon them didn't really listen to Marxists. I'm like, lady, you just stupid. You know, you got these Marxist types. I had my cousin talk about uh, gay, what's that thing? You know what they left talking about with the gay stuff? That, uh, it's something about a gay law where you can just kill somebody because they gay and they flirt on you. Turns out that's a complete lie. You got these people promoting the most stupid stuff, and it comes from CNN. And, and then these people, they don't do real research. I tell my, my cousin, got, he laughed at me and said, you don't know what you're talking about, because I said Washington Post is fake news. But this is how stupid they are. They don't know that that stuff is fake news. They don't know it, you know? But yeah, uh, I got one more thing to talk about. Uh, Dr. Treehouse. Real quick, real quick. Real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this lady, she's she riding on Candace Owens and other black conservatives, and she don't even like black people. And she she cursed me out on her on, on her thing. <laughs> it's crazy. You got these fake conservatives on the thing, but that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Much yeah. love, Anthony Bryan. Love you, bro. Thanks for thanks for calling, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right, shout out to the young man. Hey, love having that energy, you know, and I I, lo- I love to see it. Young people that are really aware of what's going on, they understand politics. They understand that a lot of these adults are morons that don't know what's happening. I love it. You know, just keep reading, keep doing your thing, man. You're on the right path. Early, 15 years old. When I was 15, I was I was nowhere near none of this. I was just playing basketball outside, and that's it. I didn't know nothing about none of this. I was doing well in school, but for me, school was kind of boring because I just, I don't know, it was kind of boring to me. It was fun just to kind of socialize, but it was boring academically. I felt like either the work was too easy or it was just unnecessary amounts of work that was just busy work when they try to say there's like AP classes. But that's a different story. But shout out to the young man and thank you for the call. Let's get to the next one. All right, call you online. Speaker to 857. Hey, Anthony. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yeah, this is Ivan Anthony. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm sorry. Let's get to the next one. 
805, you're on the line. I'm going to speak it to. Hello. Hello. I just know what your opinion is on Seattle. Um, Seattle, a lot of welfare benefits, um, a lot of drugs, a lot of people that don't quite understand what the problems are, but they have all the solutions. Now, a lot of good people as well that are kind of trapped in it, that don't really understand how to get beyond it. Do you think that Seattle is um, a place for conservatives or could there be like a, an area where conservatives would feel at home in that, in that um, state or uh, whatever? Um, if I was, if, if I had a choice, I wouldn't live in Seattle. I don't think it's really a good place for conservatives to be. Now, I guess you can carve out a life there maybe, but that's not the optimal place to be. You, you probably want to be in a more conservative place because especially if you like right there where all the stuff is happening, maybe you could live outside of Seattle. It's, it's similar to like, what, huh? go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's like um, Seattle is like way up there near Canada. And I'm looking for a place to move. That's like not, you know, that has that clean air up there. That's what I like about it. All that fresh air. Cause you know, Canada has all those waterfalls and the clean air. And I noticed like when you go the further down the uh, United States you go, um, the more smoggy or bad the air becomes. And I just want to be in a place with clean air, you know? Well, I mean, there's places like that you can find. If you want to be up north, you can go to one of the Dakotas. You can go to Montana. I mean, do you want to live in the big city type area? Like, what kind of lifestyle do you prefer yeah. having? Okay, well, how yeah. about how about a place like uh, maybe like Green Bay, Wisconsin? Or But the thing about that is like the grocery stores. A lot of, uh, like, um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, they don't have a lot of, you know, grocery stores. When I looked it up, I couldn't find many. Um, that's well, another thing. Well, how about Green Bay, Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if if you want to if you want to have the Seattle experience and you want to live in Seattle, I mean, you're going to have some issues. That's just the bottom line. You might have the occasional um recreational crack smoker come up to you in the street and try to assault you. Perhaps. I'm not trying to put that on nobody, but I'm just saying it could happen. So, you know, there's ways you can kind of get around it, but you just got to find a place that's, you know, good for you. Right. Um, it's a very liberal city, and I just, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but um, I'm looking at another place. It's Green Bay. It's a good one. Um, but on another topic, too, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on getting over a guy that you used to date. <laughs> um um so you say used to now just just so just so be clear if anybody was just watching this this is not this kind of show but i'm gonna answer the question so when you say used to how, how long ago are we talking like 12 years ago i um i was very promiscuous growing up and okay um, let's 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 not I let's let let's people. wait 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 yeah. wait caller wait let's let's not do all the history because i don't want to put your business out there like that because people are listening so let's not on air but Okay. 12 years ago, you got to you gotta move forward. You know, your, your life is continuing. You, you might still be kind of in a certain place mentally, but your life is going on. You got to continue just to press forward. You can't, you, you can't stay in the past because the past is going to be the past. You can't change it. You have to move forward. And the only way you're going to be to do that is just to have new experiences and not be stuck on this old person. 
but I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 30s, and I can't seem to, I can't get over him. He's always on my mind. I've never met anyone like him. You know, he was an amazing guy, and it's like he showed me things that I've never seen in my life. And I don't I feel like I can find anyone like that again. I mean, that's that's the. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and I can't really talk too much more about this because, like I said, this ain't really that show. But don't have the mentality of. Um, don't, don't have this scarcity mentality to where it's like nobody else on planet earth. We have 7 billion humans on planet earth. Even in America, we got about 325 million. Now out of all these millions of people, surely there's one guy that's out there that's better than the other guy that you had 12 years ago. I mean, maybe you don't, you think that might be the case. Yeah. It's it just, you know, you got to You got to just. You got to. You got to just not. You got to just not be stuck on this old person, and think about it like this: There's more than this person. Don't compare anybody else to this person. Leave that experience in the past where it's at, where it belongs, and move forward and have more experiences. If you have a problem meeting people, go to where people are at. Go to some of these events. It might have people that you like. Pick up a new hobby. Do something to get around those that you might want to meet, and you never know. You pick up a new hobby, go to a new place, and you find a guy that's better than anybody you ever seen in your life before. You forget about that old guy from a lifetime ago. He was he was the kind of guy that was into you know men and women. Oh, okay, okay. See now 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 we're doing too much. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Thank you for the call. <laughs> I, I think I, I might have been a troll, so I was just kind of entertaining it for a while. But I think we're doing too much. So let's let's not. This ain't, this ain't ABL date topics. This ain't, okay, um, I'm calling about some weird stuff I got going on. This, this ain't that. Matter of fact, if you call like that again, I'm going to go ahead and hang up. But I'm trying to be nice because I, I hung up on one person and then here goes somebody else. I'm like, okay, let's not hang up on them. Let's be good. But yeah, let's, let's not do that no more. <laughs> let's not. All right, call your next, uh, force this on who am I speaking to? Hello, Mr. Logan. Can you hear me? I hear you well. Okay, great. This is very important for your listeners, and they need to write this down. Frankspeech.com, frankspeech.com. And they need to go into that, and they will have to sign in. That's for security reasons. And if they have trouble finding that, they can also go to MikeLindellWith2Ls.com, MikeLindellWith2Ls.com. Like I said, they must uh, sign in for security. And um, August 10th, 11th, and 12th, and that's this Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Mr. Lindell is having a 24-hour symposium about the voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Mr. Lindell has scientific computer evidence that the Chinese Communist Party conspired with the Democrat Party to change the election results in favor of the imposter Biden. Lindell has offered $5 million to anyone that can prove his evidence wrong. And last but not least, he's going to take the results all the way to the Supreme Court, but he wants the American people to see it first. This is going to be historic. All of your listeners should watch it. Um, it may change who's in the White House and the balance of the House and Senate balance. 
So this is something that they definitely need to watch. Again, that's frankspeech.com. It's going to be a 24-hour symposium, 10, 11th, and 12th, this Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All righty. Well, thank you for the call. Thank you. Shout out to all the callers. Hey, you know what? People, they recognize you sometimes in public, and they, they talk about this show, and they talk about the callers and how some of the callers are just, you know, the caller right there was okay, cool, but the, the previous one, some other ones, I, I get some I get some people that call this show good calls and also some ones that I just don't expect. I'm not, I'm not prepared for. But I try to be as ready as I can to talk about whatever's going on. And shout out to Mike Landell. Hopefully, whatever Mike Landell got going on is able to, to work out. I, you know, I, I want to see things when they're actually, when they get to where they got to go. That's what I like to see. 228, you're online, who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Who is this? Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Oh, I didn't think I'd get through tonight, but I here I am. That's right. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to say is, there's so many black people that think just because they're black, they can't be a racist. But if they dislike and hate white people just because they're white, they're just as racist as a white person who who hates black people just because they're black. I mean, that that makes sense to me. And they say, I can't be a racist, I'm black. I said, if you hate me because I'm white and you don't know me, you've never met me, but you hate me because I'm white, you're a racist. And they get, you know, they get, you know, right on the point of getting violent. Now, I'm little, but I'm all there, if you know what I mean. You don't want to get violent with me because... you know, I might not win the fight, but I guarantee you, you're going to know you've been in a fight when when it's all over with. That's right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, those people that think just because they're black, they can't be a racist. They're crazy. They're just as racist as people that, you know, don't like people because they're black. You know, and and uh, another thing I wanted to say, what you doing all up in the city? You are a, a country boy. Just like I'm from Virginia. You ain't got no business messing with all them city people. They're going to corrupt you. Oh, yeah. See, I like I like to have like the small area like where I'm at. It's, it's real small. Ain't too much going on. It's, it's, it's enough yeah. to where it's not too boring. But at the same time, it's not like New York, L.A. I couldn't do it. No, I know. You ever heard of Whitfield, Virginia? Yeah, I've seen that, like, going, like, driving on the interstate. I've seen that. I signed for that. Well, well if you blink your eye and sneeze, you're going to miss the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're going through it, you blink your eye and you sneeze, you're going to miss it. But you need to stop there sometimes. They got a real good cafe there that's got some good food, good home-cooked food. Okay, yeah, for sure. Because I got, I think my, I got, some, I got some family out there. It's like Danville, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm in Mississippi. I married a, a a guy from Mississippi, so I'm in Mississippi. But I miss home. Believe me, I miss home. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. 
you know, that's all I got to say. I just wanted to say, hey, and you need to get out the city. You know, you don't belong there. You're a, you're a mountain boy. You belong up in the mountains. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you for your call. <laughs> Appreciate you. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, shout out to her. I love, I love her calls. She, she's great. Yeah, and Whitfield, that's like, that's, that's like Danville. Hodge twins are from Martinsville. That's like right down the street from the Hodge twins. Where are they from? So shout out to the Hodge twins, my my Virginia brothers. Shout out to them. The best guys you're going to meet in your life are the Hodge twins. And that's that's no cap, as the cool kids say. 412, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BDL. Kelly from Pittsburgh. All righty. What's going on? Um, okay, so I've been like, I tried to call last week and I couldn't get through and then I didn't want to like not watch the show, but so I have a friend and she does like a lot of, um, kind of social work and works with like the foster care system and they had a meeting and they said that I guess foster kids are not vaccinating and they're not allowed to ask them or their families about it. And I just thought that was kind of like scary because like, I don't know. You always hear like stories like how like Obama just like popped up, you know, was like groomed to be there and stuff. And I don't know. I was just like, that's really weird because they're doing this all the school. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, I guess hear your thoughts and kind of let somebody know because I just thought that was so bizarre. So you said the foster kids are not vaccinating? No, they're not getting the vaccine and they're not like the people that work with them are not allowed to even really bring it up. Well, that's a good thing, ain't it? I mean, I guess so, but I'm like, you know, but, you know, my niece has to wear, you know what I mean, like a mask oh. and stuff. And, I mean, I'm not a parent, but, you know, I just, I think it's odd that they're pushing us so much on kids, but they're not doing it to other kids. So, I don't know. Well, it's probably some legal problems with that because if you're not, if you're, if you're in foster care, you're not the legal, you're not really the parent yet, if I'm not mistaken. You, you're kind of like... Right. You're there for you're there temporarily. You're not going to be there permanently, so they can't make decisions like that on you. I would I would assume. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the law is, but that's probably something to do right. with that. I mean, there, there shouldn't be look kids shouldn't be getting vaccinated anyway because it's not even approved for kids no, under the age of twelve. All. So that shouldn't be happening regardless. So I'm glad to have a little bit of sense right. at least. Well, no, I mean I'm happy about that too. Like I don't, I just don't fully trust that if people want to, that's up to them, but. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I was just like, well, that's so weird. Cause it's just like everything I hear now about school and I'm just like, well, you know, they're both government institutions, but yeah, I guess it could be just a temporary custody and stuff, but all right. Um, have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. That whole thing with the, um, with the, uh, with the foster care, I guess that's a good thing. But it, it shouldn't even have to be this thing where, oh, because they're in foster care, they can't. It should be, period. It, foster care or no foster care. Yeah. Let's get to a few more calls here. I right, call you online. Speaker 2347. Yo, I'm on ABL. You on live right now? ABL, what's up, bro? Yeah, I just wanted to call in just to show you love, man. I appreciate your videos. Uh, I, I'm always saying the, your little ad libs and subscribe. <laughs> it drives my wife crazy. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, man. You, B Tatum, uh, your your content. 
have really uh, helped me to really understand what's going on out there and really actually really wake me up. You know what I'm saying? So just wanted to shout you out. Appreciate your, um, your content, everything you're doing, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for your support as well. No doubt. Have a blessed night. All right, now. All right. Yeah, great call. Love hearing them. Love, love, love hearing the calls. And thank you for being here, of course, yet again. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, if you enjoyed the stream tonight, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up if you have not done so already. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, I don't know what you're waiting on. But do that as well right now. I'd appreciate it if you did. And let's get to the calls. The lines are jumping. So if you can't get on right away, don't blame me. Blame the white man. Let's get to the next one. 925, you know the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well about yourself. Pretty good. So I actually just kind of want to talk about uh, Cuomo, like Governor Cuomo for a second, because I really, uh, I kind of want to see him go down. But at the same time, there's a certain troll factor that I really want to see him actually like withstand all the slings and arrows that the Democrats are throwing at him, because I think that the hypocrisy that's going on in New York is simply incredible. You have 11 plus women that are part of the Me Too movement that the Democrats have championed for well over a decade. And you know what? It only took a fraction of those women to go after Trump, and it only took a fraction of those women to go after Kavanaugh relentlessly. And here with Cuomo, we have this excellent prime example of hypocrisy where they're still hesitating. Even now, they're still hesitating to go after Cuomo. And you could even feel that energy today with the press conference with uh, the head sheriff's department guy that's kind of like leading the investigation that said that arrest may be on the table. But even he didn't really want to commit to anything. He was tiptoeing the line and kind of going around. And you could tell that the whole party over there is scared. They're split 50-50. You have the members of the party that don't want to have anything to do with Cuomo. And then you have the people that are still afraid of Cuomo. So I actually don't know whether I want to see him go down or not, because part of me actually kind of wants wants them to succeed and just continue to expose that party for what they really are. They have no values. They don't really champion and stand for anything. And that goes all the way from the top of the administration, all the way to the municipal level that you see over there in New York. And I just think it's phenomenal that Cuomo's not apologizing. He's just basically telling the whole party, I am king of New York do something about it and the party's just hesitating and they're like oh well we're not built to do anything about it your thoughts on the situation in new york now that's a really good point because he's pretty much just playing chicken like okay y'all do something i'll do nothing and we'll see who blinks first that's kind of what's going on and if they don't do anything then now you have a precedent say okay this guy has been accused of sexual harassment there was investigation and it was found that he did do do something and then he got on TV and admitted it, but said that, oh, it's because I'm Italian. It's part of our culture. Oh, okay. So we're going to let it happen and it's fine. If that's going to be the case, then it must be the case. If anything like this happens again or anything close to it, this would be brought up. The press conference, the videotape, the investigation, the findings, the accuser, it all be brought back to the light. So this is going to put them in a weird situation. Really, they are in a weird situation. And I like, I, I like seeing that happen. I like seeing that play out. On the other hand, I want to see Cuomo get out of office because of what he's doing to New York. Obviously, seeing citizens that were killed in their nursing homes, just bad policy, bad leadership. So from that point of view, I want to see him get out. But from the other point of view, I like seeing the Democratic Party in New York and nationally, quite frankly, kind of self-destruct like this. 
Yeah, I, and and I, I definitely, I mean, I have my bowl of popcorn here. Every every time there's an update, I'm just reaching for the bowl of popcorn, right? Because it's great primetime TV. But I, I just kind of wonder this: at what point in time are the people of New York going to just say enough's enough? This guy is not king, and this party is just kind of messing around. They're not looking after anyone's best interest. They don't want kids to go back to school. They want to keep defunding the police. And I know that they recently elected Adams, and that's a step in the right direction. And I hope that that's a referendum by the people of New York saying, hey, you can't just keep playing shenanigans with the city of this, with the city or the state. But I, I have my doubts, though. I have my doubts. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is I, I'd like to ask you this question. Um, in my mind, uh, this does hurt the Me Too movement because this kind of makes it almost a big joke because we've spent all this time. And I, and by the way, I like aspects of the Me Too movement, but I'll just say this. When the Me Too movement's working, yes, we expose predators. We expose people that need to get exposed. When you have this, though, and you have people using the Me Too movement as a shield, where are all the champions of the Me Too movement saying, hey, you can't hijack our movement like this? You can't just use the movement as a shield to further your political ambitions. That is not why this movement exists. And, you know, at what point do these movements that get hijacked actually end up kind of hurting the movement because they don't follow the spirit of the movement? It's just all for show. Well, I mean, that whole Me Too movement, a lot of that was just for show. Uh, it's, it's an actual company. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a 501c or whatever, but it's an actual company. There's people that run it. It's, it's kind of like Black Lives Matter to a certain extent, where it's about right. trying to raise money and do that type of thing. Not necessarily about the issues they talk about being for. So really, a lot of these things are just kind of phony anyway. But and, and, and you're able to see that they're phony when things come about that they should be rallying for, should be in favor of or against. And they don't do it. It's because there's a political narrative that blocks them from doing it or a financial one or both. So really, it's all about just trying to get money from their point of view, not really about any kind of real activist work at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I just I like I, I kind of agree with you with what you said. You you hope for the best for the people of the state and yeah. for the city of New York. Uh, I hope so. I hope so as well. But I, I also hope that they actually, um, you know, kind of take a hard look at the politicians that they're electing and they kind of realize, hey, we, we've humored some of this radicalism enough and we need to get back to some normal values and look if you want to be radical down the line feel free but at some point in time you can't keep double at least in my opinion you shouldn't double dip in the insanity or triple dip at some point you got to reel it back in a little bit and say hey let's get someone normal in there let's see if they can make some change and after they do if you want to try more radical policies then you know shake the hornet's nest again but um you know you can't just triple dip in insanity i don't think I agree, 100%. Thank you for your time, ABL. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, Me Too is all about just trying to get money. Black Lives Matter, Me Too is all about money. These are companies that got bills and everything else. They're just trying to eat. That's really the long and short. 361, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Yay, I got through again. Hey, this is Elizabeth from Texas. All righty, what's going on? What a wacky night. <laughs> I'm over here laughing. I'm laughing my tail off because you're answering the phone like, oh, my gosh, who am I going to get now? <laughs> um, but <laughs> but anyway, dude, Don, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Don Su- Sucher or Sucher? Don Sucher? I think it's Sucher, um, the, but don't the, quote me on that. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, um, so there are a lot of uh, people that went out today uh, in support of him, um, and they were guarding his shop. Um, and I just love that support that they're giving him, and they're like totally protecting him. And um, they're posting his um, all the pictures and everything on Facebook. So um, it's it's a really um, it's a beautiful sight to see. And so I'm really happy about that. But they actually Facebook has taken down his um, his Facebook page, and I think they deliberately um, disabled it. And um, they um, people were posting pictures also that. Um, that the the Google leftists have um, removed some of the oh well actually a lot of the positive reviews like they're deliberately removing mm. the good reviews that he's been getting and um, they he had a four he, his rating was four four point nine so almost like a five star rating and now it's it's went down um, to four point seven so. Um, but I just really like how everybody, um, you know, that, that is in, in favor of him went out to support him and protect him today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're going to have big tech try to interfere as always, but that's to be expected. But the people, I'm glad they were out there defending this man and standing up for what's right. You know, big tech, they could do whatever they want to do, but at the end of the day, they can't just stop me from leaving my house and going to support that man. So shout out to them for doing that. Yes, definitely. I won't keep you too long. I just want to let you know that I've been, I've called in twice before. I've, I'm a faithful, loyal supporter of you. I watch you every single day. Um, and uh, I really enjoy all the content. And uh, I want to give a shout out to you, um, Marjorie Taylor Green, Caitlin Bennett, um, all you guys, of course, Trump. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> And um, I just want to let you know that you are supported very much in Texas. I, I'm Elizabeth Dan, Metal Empire Productions. So. All right. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All righty. Well, have a great night. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Yeah, they're going to try to stop this man from having the success online, having a lot of good reviews from fans. It's fine, but, you know, you can't stop the people. And you're not going to stop the people. They, they're trying hard to stop us, but it's not going to be successful ultimately. Let's go. Hold on here. Let me get to 480. You don't know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going, ABL? This is Chuck from Arizona. How's your night going? Oh, it's going pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Just got off work here. Um, settling down and uh watching my favorite thing to watch on saturdays um, <laughs> uh, i wanted to bring up here with uh i think it's john suture the guy uh, with the shop and everything you know what's insane to me um i was looking at uh, the rates here um uh, I, I got kind of three basic questions to ask you do you support trans in the military no okay well, you're with uh, 34% of America, um, supposedly with this uh, study here. Um, do you support trans in sports? No. 
Okay, so you're with 67% of America. Um, now, the weird thing is here, when we look at the Olympics, um, 30% or 30 countries out of the 195 countries in the world only support gay marriage. Um, and they are all part of the Summer Olympics here. And we have nine trans athletes um, in the Olympics. And then, you know, I also look into um, with gay marriage. I don't know if you support gay marriage, but I mean, when you look at the CDC, uh, the report in 2018, gay, bisexual, other men reported male sexual content on the population most affected by HIV in the United States in 2018, gay and bisexual men made up 69% of 37,968 new HIV diagnostics. I mean, it's a dangerous thing if we want to talk about health and how health is a bad thing. Um, but as the world stage goes um, and sees, you know, these five countries um, that actually have trans athletes, um, there's nine of them, you know, how is this... Um, now, this is the world stage where everybody's looking. How is this acceptable if there's only five countries doing it, only 30 countries in the world actually allow it? You know, do they just not have say? I mean. Yeah, I mean, this this whole thing is just kind of crazy. And I think um, at a certain point, they're going to have to look into this and go a different direction as far as trans being in sports because what's going to happen if it's allowed to go through NCAA and stuff like that, a lot of these uh, these coaches, they're going to recruit transgender people to be on the track team for women's track so they can have a competitive advantage over actual biological women. Exactly. And, I mean, at a world stage, you know, if you go to, you know, the Middle East, some places, you know, if you're, if you're even gay, you get your head cut off, um, yeah. let alone talking trans rights. So, I mean – if you're going to have the advantage to have, you know, uh, Helga, the 280 pound, um, trans athlete who is seven foot six, you know, um, in the mountain off of uh, game of Thrones going up there and doing the, um, disc toss, you know, blowing everybody out of the water. I know, uh, whatever the name of the, uh, the kind of, the kind of fatter trans that went into the Olympics, but still made it because, possibly uh the way that the structure was built um as a male their entire life before they decided they wanted to you know chop some things up and sew it <laughs> right exactly yeah it's, it's it's a mess it really is you know it, it it really is um and then with this guy going and doing this uh dr seuss book you know i bought all the dr seuss books i haven't seen that one yet so i'm going to be on the lookout um and I hope they they do make some sort of parody book like that. You know, we got some artists out there. Someone can do it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, somebody can. You know, they, can they can put it together for sure. <laughs> what do you think Doctor Seuss would say about it? I I can't even really call it. I feel like he he'd be kind of like if he was to if you were to just like wake him up from a cryogenic sleep and just throw him into twenty twenty one, he'd be totally lost. He'd be like, man. Okay, I want to go back into the sleep chamber. Just I don't want to do with this anymore. Point, point back in the chamber. I, I'll try again in a hundred years and see if it's better. Because what's going on right now is totally crazy. He he probably couldn't even imagine that we we'd be right here right now. 
I, I look at that as a possibility, but I also look at maybe he's like the kid's version of George Orwell. You know, like if George Orwell was part of this time, he's seen Animal Farm. You know, what Dr. Seuss was seeing, uh, he was doing uh, Wazalugas with, you know, whatever the heck he was saying, you know, green eggs and ham, like all these crazy things, you know. Um, he might not have been too far off in his way of thinking, just maybe thinking through a child's mind. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But I appreciate you, Abel. Um, I appreciate all the callers as well tonight. I feel like uh, um, everybody's on point, ready to go. We all know what's going on. Um, people just need to start talking and saying more. So continue the word, and I appreciate you. Right, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, great call. Shout out to him. And, um... Let's get to some more here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this was uh, CJ. All righty, man. What's going on? Not much, man, but I've been watching your show, and I've been hearing some things about uh, the trust in the science, you know? Mm-hmm. And the latest thing on COVID I saw was uh, this this big old tiger got COVID. <laughs> Did you... Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Well, it's in, it's in the MSM. It's out there in the media right now. This tiger got COVID. So millions and millions of people are dying from COVID. But you would think if it can go from a bat to a human and then from a human back into, you know, some other species or something, and this tiger got it, there should be so many dead dogs and cats everywhere, man. Yeah, dogs, cats. Uh, random outdoor rodents like squirrels, uh, hamsters, gerbils, everything. And then they telling us to trust the science? I mean, are you for real? Like, like what science are they speaking of? I, I mean, it, 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 yeah, exactly. There is no science. The science is whatever they come up with today. Whatever idea they have in their mind right now, that's the science. Man, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible. It is. And then I, I watch your show a lot. And, and while I'm on the line and going live, that Jericho Green guy, dude, you guys are like the Wonder Twins, man. He, <laughs> he, he's real good, man. He's real good. He gets a lot of uh, views up in my crib. But uh, what I wanted to say, there was one other thing. Oh, shit. Oops, sorry. Uh, oh, this word bigotry. What does it mean? What does bigotry mean? Um, I guess when somebody is a big meanie head, <laughs> because because people they 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 use that word for different things. Somebody get called somebody is called a bigot when they say that a man cannot transform into a woman. Oh, you're a bigot. What what is yep, how yep, was how yep. was how was that that's bigotry? Yeah, it's like how is it how is it bigotry to say a thing that's true? A, a thing Correct. saying a true thing is not anything other than truth. Yeah, correct. And and another word I've been getting really interested is in is ambiguity. So it's like, all right, you think you're a girl. Fine. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you anymore. I, and that's where ambiguity comes in. It's like, you can think that and I'll think this, you know what I mean? But then you have to accept bigotry. It's right. really bizarre. 
You, right. you know what I mean? Exactly. You have to accept. You know what I mean? But uh, I really like how you uh, uh, free people's minds. And uh, it's a real pleasure to call you a fellow American. And, uh, and thanks for picking up the call. Oh, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. All right. Peace out. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. I mean, these words, it's, it's to the point now where words are meaningless. You know, I'm watching some of these TikTok videos that get reposted to Twitter. And you got these, these, um, I don't want to say the young people because it's everybody, really. I feel like Twitter is a cesspool. I feel like, that part of me, Twitter is a cesspool, but not as bad as TikTok. Maybe, here's my thought process in my mind, and bear with me. Maybe Twitter and TikTok is China just allowing Americans to behave in the silliest way possible. I feel like the sillier you are, the higher you're able to get ranked up in the algorithm. That's kind of what's going on. You got these people talking about creating new genders every single day. I feel like there's a TikTok or a few TikToks where the whole idea is to make up new genders. It's, it's ridiculous, but I'll digress. 773, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Dale. <clears throat> Yeah, difficult, difficult to get hold of you tonight. <clears throat> All right, what's going on? Anyway, a lot's going on. First off, first off, I gotta gotta make a disclaimer to everybody, buddy, in the chat is that please, I'm not I'm not gonna be addressing addressing you, and I'm not targeting you with this question I'm about to ask. But the other day, my sister and I were talking talking briefly about the lockdowns uh -huh. and and how how unconstitutional they are she said said to me that she, she can understand why hating hating the illinois governor but she can't for life for her putting figure out why i have a huge disdain for the chicago mayor <clears throat> and she went through the whole identity politics book of first first black woman this and she's gay type of nonsense but she couldn't exactly figure out exactly my reasons for not trusting her one bit so first question not that you is as a black person do you really get sick and tired of people people constantly telling you because this person is black that you're supposed to kind of find some historical purpose behind them just being elected because they're black than any type of real personality or any achievements as a leader. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I see it as kind of corny. And I feel like people that do that, they're kind of overcompensating. And it's just kind of ignorant as well because the race thing shouldn't even really be the issue. The issue should be, okay, are you doing a good job or not? Okay, you have the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Not doing a very good job. That's just a fact. Mayor of New York City, mm -hmm. not doing a very good job. That's a fact. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, Kenny Stripe. Either you're doing a good job or you're not. That's it. That's all that really matters. That's it. Like, yeah. it, all, 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 the, all the identity politics stuff has no bearing on whether a person is performing well or not. Yeah, and the worst thing about it is, is that people in my community have 
falling for that trap all the time. And I'm at the point where I actually cringe every single time I ever see, see her face or hear someone telling me that I have to kind of like something because it's black. Yeah, I mean, either you like it or you don't. Like, all this, all this, you know, and, you know, people that think, people that say that kind of stuff, I, I don't even really believe them. If they say they like something because it's mm-hmm. black. I don't even really believe it. I think it's just virtue signaling. They they think differently behind closed doors. And you know what? You could, you could tell they think differently because when that person disagrees with them or they do what they don't like, then it becomes, it's like it, it, it becomes balanced. I'll explain. When you have a Lori Lightfoot not doing very well, she's a black Democrat, right? So they get praised although they're not doing well. They should be criticized for their failures performance-wise, but they're not. However, if there's a black conservative person and they don't do well, then it's like you kind of go overboard with the criticism because you're trying to compensate for the lack thereof for the first person you knew wasn't doing right from the beginning, but you were trying to give a pass because they're black. But now... It's like overcompensation. Like me, the DMs I get, the emails I get, you're talking about hatred. I'm talking about guttural. Like they wanted to go try to attack me in person. They're not going to do it. But that's that's the kind of vibe I get because they're always overcompensating because somebody is black and they can't criticize them because they're a leftist. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is if you remember that whole Newsmax controversy, <clears throat> You still have black people who strongly defend her decision for being being a racist for not accepting white reporters, even though, despite the whole racing, is that any person at Newsmax, black or black or otherwise, would be asking those same exact questions to her. So, <clears throat> if she really thinks just having a diverse group of people there are not going to approach the same same harsh criticism to her because she's black woman then then i yeah. have to kind of question where that person got their degree from or where their brain is and on top of that getting to a different subject if anybody did see about the whole obama uh, birthday bash the other day there's some update to that is that there are some celebrities there and all of them not wearing masks but but we're forced to stay home on the lockdown and remain masked forever. So I have to ask this question to everybody here is, are we really living into America or living, living in socialism because we're dealing very similar to the book Animal Farm? Well, we're kind of going in the wrong direction right now. The Animal Farm, I got it right behind me over my shoulder. That that's kind of becoming the reality, unfortunately. But hey, man, thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I do think Corey Bush is like the play from Animal Farm, though. You said what now? Say that one more time. I strongly think from watching Corey Bush's performance that she both literally and figuratively looks like the pig from Animal Farm. <laughs> well, you might might be on something there. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Okay. All right, okay, bye. All right, let's get to the next one here. And thank y'all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. Let's get to the next call. Let's go. Now I'm on four. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up? It's uh, 
Anthony from the from Queens. All righty, man. What's going on? How you doing? Well, man, can't complain. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? ABL? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello? I don't know. Hey, put some minutes in by my phone, man. I don't know what happened. It's not me, though. My microphone's working good. I see my levels. I don't know what's happening. Sorry, sorry, caller. I don't know what, what was going on with your phone. But the Obama phone does require minutes. <laughs> I'm playing. Let's get to a few more. All right, let's go. 863, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Okay, let me mute this. Okay, um, who am I speaking to? I'm sorry? Hi, who am I speaking to? This is ABL. Oh, great. Um, I just wanted to tell you, first of all, I really enjoy your show, and thank you for everything that you do for us. Um, but I wanted to tell that I've been trying to reach out to the Patriots that I watch for over a month now about this, okay? All right. And um, it is a Senate bill that DeSantis signed, okay? And my question is, with this um, Senate bill, is DeSantis friend or foe? Let me um, see if I can pull this up here, okay? This is Senate Bill 2006, page 39. You go to flsenate.gov and you can find it. It's hard to find, but you can find it. And can I read it? I'd rather you not. Just like, give me like the synopsis. Okay, well, um, it says in here that they can force us to take the V. Okay. okay. Um, I'm really upset about it because I really like DeSantis. He signed this bill on May 3rd, I believe it is, of this year. And it is very scary to me. And I would like everybody to read it. And if people could maybe, um, you know, let others know that this is in here, this bill. Okay. It is flsenate.gov. So um, can, you, can, you cite, can you cite the bill one more time? I'm sorry? Can you cite the bill one more time for us? Sure. It's flsenate.gov, and it is Senate Bill 2006, page 39, and it's called a citation. I guess it's an ad addition to the bill, okay, that I don't know a whole lot about all this stuff, but what it says here is that we can be forced. And DeSantis signed it. And like I said, I'm really upset about it. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. But people need to go read this and see what they think. All right. So I, th I thank you for the information. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. I know. So I think that was Senate Bill 2006. Um, yeah, I think so. So let me go ahead and put it right here. I think this is it. Yeah, Senate Bill 2006, page 39, and I have a link to it. I'll put it right here in the chat. I'm not sure if that means what I think, what I think that it might mean. I think what needs to happen is 
DeSantis needs to get questioned on it. Like, hey, what does that actually mean? Because sometimes when you're reading this legal stuff, it's not necessarily what you may think. So I don't, I don't know if what's there is what I think it is or not, but we'll find out, I, I presume, pretty soon. All right, let's get to some more here. Let's go. All right. Man, his phone calls are coming in fast and furious. No Vin Diesel. 509, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Everything's all right. How about yourself? Doing good, man. This is uh, Chris. I'm stationed at Naval Station, uh, Newport, in Rhode Island. All righty. So we have, uh, we had 75% of the vaccinated getting infected. Now it's up to 79%. So, so is that, that is that is that on base or just in that in that in that town? That's just on base. That's on base with the three cutters we got there and and the base. Oh wow! <laughs> but we're just right south of Mass. You know, Mass reported seventy five percent, and we were at seventy five percent when they reported that, and that's uh, at seventy nine. So, so so okay. Let's one more time. So you have what? What's the percentage vaccinated? Uh, percentage two thirds about is vaccinated. So two thirds vaccinated, and then how many no. COVID positive? Uh, seventy nine percent of the people that come to to us that are testing positive are uh, vaccinated. So, yeah. So I mean, it seems like when they say breakthrough cases are rare, that's not the case because that's a very high percentage yeah. for it to be a rare thing that happens. And it's it's probably even like it's less than two thirds, honestly. But uh, it's just an average, you know. But still, even if, it, if uh, even if it was half of people that were vaccinated, and then eighty percent, almost of those came back positive. I mean, that's that's not rare. Yeah, yeah. It's just a interesting thing I figured I'd mention. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, that that young kid. Uh, I know he's called in before. The, you know, the young kid from Florida who always, he's like really hyper when he talks, but he's always got great information. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see that kid start a YouTube channel because that kid, he's got a lot of potential. He's very smart for his age. Definitely. I tell anybody that has information and they want to get it out, start a channel. You know, I always get asked about how do you start? How do you just do it? Just start it, yeah. put it out there, and then grow it once it becomes popular. Put money into it, make it grow for sure. Thank you, man. Well, I thank you for all you do, and uh, you know, keep on keeping on, brother. <laughs> all right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Take care, man. Yeah, and shout out to my man for calling in, and thank you for his service as well out there on base. And um, what someone said. Um, I can't see your name, but I, I saw the comment where they said, oh, Jay Omar says the vax does not prevent infection. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all know that. See, but the problem is a lot of these normies that are out there that don't listen to what we listen to don't know that. They think if they get the vaccine that you're straight, you won't get the virus. They think it's a vaccine like, and <laughs> because, you know, when people when people talk about being vaccine hesitant, and those that want to convince them to not be vaccine hesitant, they use terminology that does not apply. 
they'll, they'll use examples that don't apply here. They'll talk about, oh, well, uh, how about polio? Do you see polio anymore? Well, this ain't, this ain't that because the polio vaccine, first of all, to talk about that right quick before I get too far off track. Um, I, I, I said this story before, but I'm going to say it again because I want to drive it home for those that have not heard it. Um, Gianni Russo, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's his name. Uh, a former mob-affiliated guy. He was, um, yeah, Gianni Russo. Mob-affiliated out there in New York. He um, was in some movies, some of the Italian Godfather or whatever, stuff like that. He was in like this home for children that had polio because he had polio when he was a child. He's kind of up there in age now, like 70 something right around then, maybe even in his eighties at this point. But at the, at the time he went to this home, there was no vaccine for polio. And a lot of kids were just suffering. You're paralyzed. You might even die. So he's in this home. And at the time he's there to try to come up with a vaccine. So at some point during his years long stay there as a child, they develop a vaccine and he wanted the vaccine very badly. He wanted to be one of the first people to get it, but he was not able to get it. Not that first go around. At least he was very sad, depressed. But then what he found out later was that all the kids that got the first vaccine all died. All of them. I'm not saying the same thing going to happen here. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the first round of the vaccine was deadly. However, if you take the polio vaccine now, it's supposed to eradicate it. Now, I've heard about diseases spreading through vaccine. Not sure if that's true or false, but you may not see certain diseases now because of vaccines, maybe. However, this ain't that. This is like the flu shot. There ain't no, ain't no flu vaccine. The flu comes about every single year. Millions catch it every year, except for last year where like a thousand caught it. But I digress. The point is, ain't no vaccine. It's a therapeutic, if anything. It, all they say is that it lessens your symptoms. And that's not even all the way true all the time. People can die even with the shot. I was watching, you know, YouTube has this carousel of videos they show with um, information about the vaccine, right? And, or just a virus or whatever. Now, there's one guy that they want to highlight Very closely. who became, quote unquote, the face of COVID. And he's doing like... <sighs> TikTok videos talking about don't be like me, go out there and get the vaccine. But this guy's got to be about 700 pounds. I'm exaggerating. Maybe about 325 on, on a light day. Look at my man. I ain't going to play him too much. Look at my man right here. Okay, now is that is that a vision of health right there? Is, is, that, is that a vision of health? I forgot wh how I got to where I'm at right now, but the whole point is that Normies don't understand what this is all about, which is why it's important to be able to talk about it. It's important. I got family that don't know what this does. They're calling me. Hey, Anthony, what, what is this? What's that? They don't know because the media is not going to tell them they're going to hide the information, but pe people want to know. 
I'm getting DMs, emails, people trying to, you know, on the low, trying to ask me certain things, telling me certain things because they are afraid that if they say something out loud, it might get in trouble. But I, I'll go ahead and digress. So shout out to the caller. Yeah, breakthrough cases. Ain't no such thing as a breakthrough case because ain't no vaccine. 416 on the line. Who am I speaking to? It's a cigar box, man. How are you? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Just wonderful. I have a question. Um, with the U.S. being uh, the republic, and the states being different than what we have with provinces, are the states not responsible for their entire area? What do you mean? Like as far as the entire state? Well, yeah. Yes, they are. Okay, because I was wondering why, because I've seen some really nasty uh, things coming up in Texas and Arizona and that as far as the border crisis, I don't know why the states themselves can't say we're having a crisis and shove uh, fencing up with barbed wire and crap to keep these guys out there. Like, wh where is it that the federals are able to tell them that you're not allowed to protect your state? Well, that's a good question. See, the problem with that is, a lot of the land that's the border is actually federal land. Actually. Now you could put fencing and stuff inside of the state, but federally the border itself is like the border itself is federal. So when you have all these so-called migrants coming through, that's by order at a federal rally saying, let them on in, bring them in, let them through. So it, it, it becomes, it becomes kind of a weird thing. You could put up, a wall or whatever, but if the federalists are saying, let them through, then it's like, okay, what, what happens now? Um, just like there is a bunch of camps in McAllen, Texas, and the feds are just dumping them right there, dumping all these illegal aliens right there. Here in Tennessee, where I live, um, the feds flew a bunch of illegal aliens to Chattanooga and just dispersed them from there. The um, Marsha Blackburn had no idea. Haggerty, had no idea. There are senators. They had no idea. Bill Lee had no idea because the federals, they do their own thing. And this is a problem because you have less sovereignty for the states. Shouldn't you be able to control who comes to the state, who doesn't? It's, it's kind of like the European Union to a certain extent where you could just flow through the, throughout the states. That's kind of what's going on, but maybe it shouldn't be that way. Maybe there should be a passport to go from Texas to California, just maybe. But since there's not what you have is a federal government taking over and doing what they want to do. So it's kind of a weird situation. Well, it's really insane because like I've, I've listened to some of them, they're talking to some of them and you know, you, everybody's issue in the country. And I agree with them. is simply, if you, if you want to get in, go the right way, get somebody to smile to you, whatever. And I've been hearing a bunch of them saying, Oh, I'm going to New Jersey. My brother's up there. Well, why isn't your brother sponsoring you? You know, I don't understand this crap. And then they're just saying, yeah, it's okay. I mean, if the guy's got a brother there, should be sponsoring him. Tell this guy, sponsor your brother or else. Right. Like, why do they let them away with this? I mean, is the federal government doing whatever they want to do? That's, that's, the, that's the issue, and it shouldn't be that way. But it's like, 
what, what's happening now is that the states are trying to fight the federal government. And we've seen that happen before. Hopefully we don't have to go down that road again, but it can't happen. Oh, it's nuts. And uh, I was just thinking, like you were mentioning, and I was wondering about this, like you were saying that you got death threats and stuff like that. And I, I can understand. So why don't you like make up a, like, I don't know, like a small clip and send it off to Corey Bush and say, I've got a bunch of death threats. You mind sending some of that $70,000, uh, uh, you know, security to me because, you know, everybody else should be able to suck it up. Right. And, uh, by the way, you get those armed individuals around from you, get them away. I want to see people with clipboards surrounding you to help you out. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing about it is there's been plenty of clips like that, that have been sent to her and to the entire nation. All these black lives matter so-called protests, which ain't nothing but riots that have wreaked havoc over the past few years. And most certainly in 2020 billions of dollars in damages, dozens of lives taken directly as a result of all these riots and protests lives taken at the protest, the increase in the homicide rate, 60% increase year to date in Atlanta, Georgia, and the homicide rate. And that same thing can be seen all over the country. I think I saw 800% increase in the homicide rate in Portland, Oregon, year to date earlier this year. That's down now to like 500%, so it's a little bit less. But this, this is happening all over the country, and they all see it, but they ignore it because they have a political narrative to push. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, thanks a lot, Anthony. It's been fun talking to you. I'll talk to you another time, and have a great night. All right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. Let's get to some more here. The number to call, 434-658-1220-615 on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Brad. All righty, what's happening? Oh, man, I'm really grateful to get an opportunity to talk to you. I've been watching your show for a while and really appreciate what you're doing, especially if I can say this as a white guy and you being a black guy. I really appreciate that uh, you're sticking your neck out there and and um, doing what you're doing, bringing a conservative perspective. I just want to share my frustration over the fact that uh, the lopsided um, justice system uh, in America now just seems kind of hopeless. Yeah, I, I can understand why you would feel that way. I, I do understand yeah. it. I mean, uh, like Cuomo, I mean, I don't really care about him, to be honest with you. He's, I'm not in New York City but or New York. But, um, you know, I mean, it's they do this investigation. They say he's done, you know, it's very clear he's done this stuff. Um, and they lay it out there. And just like Hillary's emails, it's kind of like, you know, uh, okay, he did it. And this is bad. And now what? Nothing. You know, but the same thing happens with, any of the Republican type things and they're crucified and thrown out of office. Why, why is there no equity? I don't get it. That's a good question. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks for the time, man. And uh, I hope you uh, keep uh, kicking tail. (laughs) Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye. All righty. Thank you for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate y'all. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, give the video a thumbs up if you've not done so already. And also go ahead and 
subscribe if you've not subscribed already. Okay, let's get to some more. Let's go. 605, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, I called earlier. I want to know why you think I'm a troll. Okay, no, you can't call twice in the same night. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Let's let's not let's let's not try to call twice in the same. I mean, you know what? That that call right there might make you might give you a little bit of a clue. Just maybe. All right. Seven seven nine, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, don't don't get cold feet now. It's all right. Six one two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill, this is uh, All righty, what's happening? Hey, I was just um, um, I talked to a lot of a lot of liberals, and they seem to think that the solution to getting out of poverty is uh, education and stuff. But I watched one of your videos on. Um, I'm, I'm having I'm having, like I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm not sure if you're on speaker or what. Oh, um, can you hear me now? Uh, a little bit. Go ahead. Um, I was saying um, I hear a lot of um, from white liberals about the solution to poverty and stuff is getting a good education and stuff like that, and that's what they believe. But I was watching one of your videos lately, and it said um, the Baltimore School District that the students were failing and that they had the most funding. Right. I just wanted to know, like, how do you think that funding is being distributed if it's actually going to students, if education really is the way out of poverty, or what your opinion on that is? Like, how do you think we should go about that? Um, yeah, thank you. All right, thank you for the call. I'll, I'll answer your question. All right, now. Now, I mean, the, the truth is that funding is unimportant. I said it. Funding is unimportant when it comes to schooling. I mean, how much does it cost to teach a child that one plus one is two? How much money is required to teach? It's not. I mean, it doesn't require a lot, really. When you're talking about kids, especially, we're not talking about. We're talking about basic stuff. These kids can't even read. You can watch television, really, and learn how to read. You could. You could learn how to read for free. Your parents can teach you. Your mom, dad, they can teach you how to read. For free at home. It's not, it don't cost that much. You see, you understand? I mean, all the money does is go to the administration. How can it go to the kids, really? Not, they, I mean, they, they won't get paid to go to school. That's nobody's going to actually make a difference. Good schools are made by those that go to the school. The only way that money can really help with education is having a newer facility. I was watching one of these guys. I won't say his name because he's a pretty good guy. Not anybody that anybody knows. He's kind of an older guy. Old, old school, as the cool kids say. So he's probably like 70, 80-something years old by now. But anyway, the guy was talking about how when he was in school, he's black too. When he was in school back in the day and, you know, the school was underfunded. They had old books with marks in it. It's like, really? Is that what you going to complain about? Old books? So what? I mean, the book still says that two plus two is four. Why does it matter how new the book is? If the book is there and you're being taught 
Why does it cost any kind of money? It don't, it don't cost no money. Education is very important. See, the problem is that a lot of these parents, they put too much stock into the teachers and the administration, and they totally absolve themselves of any kind of responsibility. They don't, they don't teach their kids anything. What happens a lot of times to explain the disparity between blacks and whites and Asians is that Asians, they teach their kids early before kindergarten, before even the preschool, before the government comes into play, they teach. So their kids are being read to in the womb. The kids are being spoken to as adults, as, as kids. When I see my nephew, he's two years old. When I see him, I'm like, what's going on, sir? How's everything? You good? I don't do, hey, baby. I don't, I don't do all that. I, he's, he's an adult. That's how I talk to him. I know he's not an adult, obviously, but I speak to him in the way that he needs to understand how to speak. So when he gets to be five, six, seven, he's able to have conversations. and he's not, he's not struggling. And that same skill set will follow him throughout his life. He's already going to be ahead of the pack. If kids are being spoken to in baby talk, you understand? So the problem is parents don't care about their kids. And once they get to school, they're already behind. Teachers, teachers don't care. You any kind of a ghetto environment that's going to play into the school. Uh, parents ain't spending their money right. Kids going to school hungry. They got their hair and the nails done. Meanwhile, little man man has not eaten yet. This, this kind of ghetto environment and ghetto culture bleeds into school. And then you have all these kids failing. You know, people, they want to talk about, oh, that's just black culture. No, it's not. When I was in school, you were, you, you, you would get laughed at for not knowing how to read. And I went to 80, 90% black schools my entire life up until high school. And it was still like 55, 60% black. So we had kids that was in AP classes and doing very well. People that are making big money now. I just don't really get it. This, this inner city culture of failure just permeates schools. And that's the problem. The money is irrelevant. I'm going to tell you as I, I'm going to get to one more call or a few more calls, but the money, you know where it goes. The money goes to the administration, watches, change, jewelry, cars, clothes, all that. I was watching the graduation for, it wasn't value, which is also a failing school. I think it's in DC or Baltimore or somewhere. I think it was for, um, Augusta Fells, Augusta Savage Fells, whatever in Baltimore. Now, in this little online graduation virtual ceremony, the valedictorian was struggling to read. The valedictorian was struggling to read. However, here comes this chipper, you know, black dude, administrator, vest, tie, watch, cufflinks, shining. You can't hide that money. You can't hide this, 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 this. Cufflink, this, you know, blood diamond on your wrist. You can't hide that. You got all the ice in the jury, but your kids can't read. That's where the money goes, if you were wondering. But I digress. 701, you know, line, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is the anti-view. How are you doing this evening? Oh, well, about yourself. I well, I can complain. I live in Minnesota, and it's a joke up here. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, did you hear about the beheading in Shakopee? I saw it actually. I wish I could unsee it. Yeah, he uh, he was an illegal immigrant. Um, he'd been here since what 2003, and Cuba would not take him back. So 
a woman died because of him. Uh, next thing, did you see, well, you don't live in Minnesota, so you wouldn't particularly pay attention to this, but the school board just just um, approved the second round of what will be our changes to our social studies. And according to the wonderful government in Minnesota, it is expected that my first grader is able to define what race is, ethnicity, gender, and my fourth grader is supposed to be able to look through the scope of colonialism and capitalism and how it affected the, the um, I don't even know the wording, it's just that bad. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Um, but we've talked in the past and I've mentioned that I'm a nurse. And I'm just wondering if anybody remembers, you know, a couple months ago, like May, they were talking about how the vaccine might only be good for six months and you might need to get a third shot or a booster. Well, it's now August. And what happened six months ago? Is that when everybody kind of was getting their first shot? Yes. So is it a possibility that maybe it's only good for six months. So these people are just getting another round of this because they never had it to begin with. And now they just have to deal with getting it. You know, <laughs> right. I have had the flu shot and gotten the flu in the exact same year. So it's just one of those crazy coincidences, I guess, that only us crazy people realize, right? <laughs> it's, what's what's going to happen is it's going to be a yearly thing. And it might be multiple shots in a year. That's what they don't want to say, but that's going to happen. They're going to try to roll it out. They're going to say, oh, well, we have new science. Uh, we figured it out now. Yeah. It's like, but we, we've been saying that from the very beginning. We already said it, but when we said it, we were censored and silenced and kicked off the internet. But what you're saying is oh, what yeah. we said months ago. Exactly. I mean, any anybody right now, you can go on the CDC website and look at when is the best time to take the flu vaccine? And it will specifically say the end of November. That way it can, it can you know, you're, it's effective in the fall and in the spring because how the United States trends go in the fall and in the spring is when people tend to get sick more, right? Right. It's going to follow the exact same trends. <laughs> it's going to be a yearly thing. It, it just is. I have a friend right now whose brother is in the hospital because feel awful for him but he's on a ventilator not because of covid because he has really really bad asthma and with all the fires it just got to his lungs right, right. so the doctors there said well we think we need to do the vaccine and he said well he just had covid like four months ago and they're like oh then he's good he's safer than all of us because he has the good antibodies <laughs> what does that mean what does the good antibodies mean <laughs> <laughs> well, know, because just, I think I think the shot has given us false antibodies, and that's what the whole thing is based on. So, if you had the actual virus, you, you're getting what the vaccine will artificially give you. You get it naturally, so it's, mm -hmm. of course it's going to be better. Oh yeah, and I I kind of gave this example to somebody the other day. How many of you have had the chickenpox versus how many of you have had the chickenpox vaccine? I'm young enough where I actually got chicken pox. You know, I'm in my 30s, but in my day, we did chicken pox parties. That way, everybody got it and everybody got over it. Right? Wait a minute. Is there, is there a vaccine for chicken pox? <laughs> there is. And it's it's highly, highly recommended, like, to the point where they basically, like, this is as bad as MMR. You should get it. Wow. Um, so, nah, I had chicken like, pox. They, I they remember it vaguely. I still got a little scar on my arm from chicken pox when I was, like, five, six yeah. years old. Yeah, I had it pretty bad, but... 
guess what? I, I survived and it was all right. I didn't die. Well, now you look at, you know, they started doing vaccines. So I'm 30s. My sister's in her 20s. She got the chickenpox vaccine. What they didn't know then that they know now is even though you got the chickenpox vaccine, you can then get adult chickenpox. And adult chickenpox can sterilize you. Oh, my God. If you're pregnant, it can kill your fetus. You know, if if you are an adult like me and you who had chickenpox, we have the risk of getting shingles. And I know we've talked about shingles before. There's a vax. You know, it's up to you if you want to take that, too. But shingles sucks. But adult chickenpox really sucks. Right. So I'm going to take my risk with the shingles because it's not guaranteed I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. 100%. I don't know. Well, I hope that you have a great night, and I hope everybody else listening has a great night, too. Thanks for taking my call. I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yep. Bye. I had no idea. I'm just now learning for the first time in my life as an adult. There's a chicken pox vaccine. I had no clue. Never. I had chicken pox. Like, I'll never forget it because it was crazy. Mine, mine was like, wow. I remember like remember crying and stuff. I'm, I'm a little boy. I'm like five. I think I might have got it. I was in kindergarten when I got it. Yep. And I had, I got, I got a little scar right there. I got a few little scars, but I got one that's like right there, little, little mark from chicken pox. Yep. Cause that was like one nagging one that really wouldn't heal up properly. But I, I mean, I didn't die. I, I promise I didn't. You're not looking at the ghost right now. So it's fine. I'm all right. Let's get to a few more. All right, man. What's going on on Skype? Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, monumental hey. show tonight. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate oh, it. You, man. Well, you shut Ivan down, and now that you're giving, you know, advice to persuasions of the heart, I just feel like I can get it all from your show now, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, on a serious note, I wanted to ask you, uh, how long do you think, uh, do you think by, uh, Cuomo, will, you think he'll go ahead and call, call it quits and, and resign, or you think he's going to make him force him on out? Oh, he'll force it. He won't just resign because he had already said, look, I'm not quitting. You're going to have to fire me. Yeah, he that'd be something. Take taking your medicine from Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> right. He he was over there sniffing kids today or was it? Yeah, he was over there sniffing kids again today. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was crazy. Super creepy. Yeah, that's par for the course for for Biden. But. But yeah, I just I want to get your thoughts. If you thought Cuomo would go ahead and, and and bow down or bow out and call it quits or what, but but like I say, hey, good show and uh, way to stick it to Ivan tonight. <laughs> Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Keep it up. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Good caller always. Okay, and the lines are blowing up. I got time for one or two more. Seven seven nine. You're on the line. I'm gonna speak to. Hi, Billy. How you doing? I'm well about yourself. Real good. Just got to bring up a couple points. I went to the Bucks finals game six in the Deer District with 65,000 people. And I will say for a liberal city, everybody sung the national anthem and there was no fighting and it was a really good time. That's amazing. It's like a great time to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got sick. Not COVID. I really don't know what it was, but I had a cough and a runny nose for like 10 days. And I was so thankful 
because that's reality. You know, you go out, you get sick, you move on. Right. I mean, people are so focused on this one thing. It's like, well, you can still, there's still other things floating around. Might catch a cold, maybe the common, that's what they call it, the common cold. So things like that still do exist. Yeah. And I think we need to get them. Yes. I mean, staying, you know, locked up in a way, trying to like live life in the bubble. That'll make things worse because if you're not exposed to these things, when you actually are exposed to it now, it'd be worse because you've not had your immune system get used to anything. Yeah, exactly. And another point, Lollapalooza in Chicago, 200,000 people a day, Lori Lightfoot going out there like it's no problem. I'm all about that. I'm happy for people getting out, but do not put masks on our children when you go out there and represent things that way. I have a real problem with that. Yeah, it's it's really it's really crazy. It's unnecessary, and I feel like it's just trying to show off for people how virtuous someone is. But it's like, don't use your children that way. Don't do that. It's not it's not needed. It's really child abuse, in my humble opinion. Yeah, hopefully, people on the left wake up to this. They have to know what's going on. They see it on TV, right? But uh, that's all I had to say tonight. Have a good one. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. All righty. One more call. Let's do it. 504 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, hello, ABL. Um, it's Alien Spaceship. All righty. What's going on? Um, I was wondering if you heard of uh, Wednesday, there's apparently going to be an anti-vaccination uh, rally. I've heard of. Have you heard of this? No, I've not. Where's it going to be? Oh, I don't know. The, the Rafford 10,000 was telling me about it, and he wanted me to uh, let you know that it was going to happen. And oh. he wants to know if you knew anything about it. I've not heard about it until, until just right now when you're telling me. So I'd, I'd like uh, look into it, or maybe somebody could send me some information about it. I'll, I'll check it out and see what's going on. All right. Um, I'll send you something about uh, the, the vaccines. Remember, my, I had a cousin, of, uh, he, he passed away from some complications, but he told me about the uh, Microsoft and they have these, uh, 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 this new technology where if they, uh, you swipe your hand over something, you would pay something from the grocery store. So uh, that something I could send you in an email. That was something I've heard of that I wanted to tell you from before, but I wasn't able to get through. But uh, I like your content and my friends in the chat. And thank you for taking my call. I thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Okay, bye. All righty. And thank y'all again for being here. I appreciate it. If you couldn't get on tonight, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. You got to blame the white man, as I always say. But you guys have been a great audience tonight, as always. I couldn't do it without y'all. Thank y'all again for being here. If you enjoyed the show tonight, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. So if, if you're not subscribed already, go ahead and do that as well. Also, if you're listening on your favorite audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating, a review, comment, share, whatever you can do. Do that for me. I'd appreciate it. And if you don't know, this will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Link for that will be in the description box or just search on your favorite audio streaming platform, ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Uh, shout out to the mods for doing what you do. Keeping some of them trolls in check. We had a few trolls that came through. When, I mean, it wasn't really no trolls that came on that I know of. But sometimes you get stealth trolls that come on and call. I don't know. But it was a good show. Thank y'all for being here. I'll be back live again on Wednesday coming up next week on this channel. And 
I'll be back doing regular videos on Monday, of course, like always. Sunday, I'm off, but Monday, I'll be right back at it. And that'll be a wrap. I got Super Chats to read right quick, and then I wrap it on up, put the bow square on the top. Let me go to the first one. Shout out to uh, Starlin, who says, that's sick. They're forcing people to turn against their family. That's 1984 stuff right there. Exactly. Yeah, I guess talk about my cousin. The cousin tried to tell on me. I mean, I get calls and emails all the time where they try to like treat me. It's like I'm I'm already thinking about what's going on here. Uh, from not from my family all the time, but just from regular normies. But my family trying to do it. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all because people look crazy, and sometimes even your own so-called kinfolk will do something against you. Take it to Don, who says, so if these tests only can test for COVID and no other viruses, then we have been treating people for COVID while they actually have something else. I exactly. Thank you to Abundance America, who says, I love this dude. Thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, good on you, ABL, to cut short these silly calls. It'll cause more trolls and junks to get brave and talk about weird stuff. In fact, I may call you later talking about this word. <laughs> Let, let's not... <laughs> Shout out to Adam Obama who says, really disturbing to hear Trump on Bongino tonight bragging about his ridiculous vaccines, claiming he saved 100 million lives. That's a disaster. Well, I mean, why is that something that you should be surprised of? I mean, Trump did Operation Warp Speed with Trump, and he was trying to get everybody to get the, virus, the vaccine last year, and the left, they were against him talking about, I'll never take this because Trump did it. I don't trust it. And now those very same people that said they would never get it, they don't trust it. All this and that and the third now want to attack us like we're the ones that started it. It was them. It's the same thing. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to get the vaccine. Don't get that twisted. But it wasn't even us, really, that started the wave because they were the ones on television. They were the ones that were pushing it. They were the ones that pushed that more than we did. A lot of us said that we're not going to get it, but they did it more than us. It's like, it's like the whole thing about birtherism. Everybody had questions about uh, Barack Obama, where he was from. Hillary Clinton's campaign put it out at first. Now, remember that because at the time, I'm still liberal, young and dumb. I voted for Barack Obama in 2008. I was mad at Hillary Clinton for putting that thing out there about the birther stuff when I was like 23, 24 years old voting for Obama. Okay, so I remember that clearly because I was liberal back then, mad at her. But then they want to say, oh, it's the right. They talk about birtherism. When everybody talked about that because... Are you from Hawaii? Are you from Kenya? It was a thing. It was a question. And then they want to make it be like a thing that we're doing and it's racist. Same thing with this whole vaccine thing. They want to make, they want to make it be like we're doing it and we're just anti-vax and we want to kill grandma. When everybody had questions about it when it first dropped, but now that you got a different guy in office, it's become a political weapon used against us. But Trump had the same stance throughout the entire time. I just don't agree with him on it, and it's fine for me to do that. And my thing is, I don't think Trump would be the kind of guy that forces it. He has it available. If you want it, go get it. If you don't, don't get it. That should be how it is. And that's how I feel. If you want it, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Me, no. And don't try to bully me into doing it. Just like if you want to go to the corner store and get drunk, you can, but check it out. I'm not going to do that. If you want to, knock yourself out. Go get a bottle of that bum juice and swig it on down. Have a good time. Knock yourself out. I don't want it.
that case, a unifier TV who says, ABL, I'm trying to have some merch put together. Who do you go through if you can say, I don't want to get shafted? I'll tell you that um, off air. And shout out to Ron Henderson who says, I will not comply. We free citizens, they work for you, not we, for them. Fight for our liberty. There you go, 100%. And that'll be a wrap. So thank y'all again for being here. Couldn't do it without you. I appreciate y'all. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.